I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word Sid. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. After a slight decline last year, mass shootings are surging again. There have been 131 mass shootings with four or more people wounded or killed so far this year compared to 113 at this time last year. We see houses of worship, homes, the workplace, stores, restaurants, and sadly, schools are very much on the list of targets. The Secret Service director recently stated that such shootings in public places are robbing everyone the peace and security we all deserve. Are you as angry as I am after watching Joe Biden? He was coming out to give a speech about the shooting, and he thinks it's uh, comedy hour, and he's telling jokes, and the only reason I'm here is for ice cream. That really angered me, and I can only imagine the pain that that might have added to families that wanted to hear some sympathy from their president. It's not just merely the, the weapon in terms of its, that it's semi-automatic in effect, but the velocity with which it comes out of that muzzle, what it does when it hits the body. Most bullets will go just straight through and out, leaving little, but it blows up once it's inside your body. What in God's name, what in God's name does anyone need that for in America? song, The Warrior, but as Lewis pointed out right before the show, seems to be, um, it's difficult for people to name the singer of this song between the last name Smith or Smythe. Everyone knows it's The Warrior, but they get confused. Is it Patti Smith, who I think sang songs like Because the Night written by Bruce Springsteen, and I think she was the one married to McEnroe. And then you have Patti Smythe, who sang this song, The Warrior. 
And I'd love to get Lou involved in the conversation, but he's busy talking to Pete Morgan, so. I'm, I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm here. Oh, that was Patty Smythe. <laughs> yes, Patty Smythe. Now, Patty Smith, because the night and all those songs, she's the one who was married to John McEnroe, right? No. No. This, this one was this married one. to John McEnroe. Yeah, that's why I need Patty. you. Yes, uh, yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Patty Smith is, uh, I still, I think she kind of resides in Rockaway. In Rockaway? Patty Smith, the other one, yes. No kidding, yes, by she, us? Uh, yeah, she's, I don't know where MJ's been trying to stalk her for a while. Come I, on. I don't know why, because I don't know what she's going to say to her, but. Is she with somebody famous, too, or not? Um, I don't think she's with anybody famous right now. Wow. She just, she just put out a book of uh, photographs and stuff. It's pretty cool. She's a cool person. She's just, um, she's in her own uh, space, World? so yeah. to speak. Yeah. yeah. And cool. so Patty Smythe. Now I'm confused again. Okay, Patty Smythe was with McEnroe. Right. This is the scandal singer. That's her. Right. Patty Smith, so, not McEnroe, no. because of night and all those songs. No, she's uh, the, she's the New York City. She came out of the New York City yeah, got uh, it. CBGB got uh, it. era. Right. All right. Well, last night, if you go to my Instagram page right now at Rosenberg Sydney at Rosenberg Sydney, you're gonna or Facebook Sid Rosenberg. You're going to see a really nice picture of five guys, and I don't mean the burger joint, five guys at Madison Square Garden last night. Now, you know, of course, I was at the Garden Monday night with Danielle and Gabriel, watched the Knicks completely take apart the Rockets, and tonight the Knicks have a huge game, Miami Heat in town, and right now the Knicks are the five seed, the Heat are the seven seed, and the Knicks can pretty much wrap up the five seed. Right now, they're two and a half up on the Nets, three and a half up on Miami with six regular season games to go. So a Nick win tonight over Miami pretty much solidifies that five spot, and that means they'll take on the Cleveland Cavaliers in the first round of the playoffs. So it was there Monday night for the Nick easy win over Houston. Return last night, thanks to the great Pete Morgan, peerless boilers, tankless water heaters, who happens to be sitting to my left right now and he's cleaning his phone. And if you look at the uh, those two so- social media sites, you'll see this beautiful picture of me, the very famous defense attorney, longtime friend of mine, 43 years, and most recently hired by President Donald Trump, Joseph Takapina. Then to Takapina's right in the picture is the aforementioned Pete Morgan. Then you get Lou Ruffino, and then you get Joseph's son, Matthew Takapina, but all of the messages I got last night, all the comments I got last night were, oh, my God, you guys got Lou to go out. It was shocking to see Lou in public with the boys, especially me, Morgan, and Takapina, who are no strangers to Madison Square Garden. But, of course, you're an Islander fan. Yes. Posing as a Ranger fan last night because the food and the booze were free. Well, uh, if I put it in order, I'd say booze, food, <laughs> yeah. then uh, I love hockey, and then maybe you got you guys are in there. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Then, thanks to Pete again for a, a great night. Well, we got it awesome. there. Pete once again did it again. He does it all the time, and not that long ago he took me and Gabe to a game. We actually sat on the ice. That was unbelievable. This was a lovely sweet last night with the five of us. Many other folks were there, too. So here he is, Mr. Peerless Boilers, Mr. Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters, looking very handsome in his blue and orange, almost met colors, the day before opening day, Pete Morgan. How are you, Pete? Good. How are you? I'm great. So wondering if you got in the building yet. Yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> so you also didn't make it in. Oh, uh, you, you know, this happens 
I swear to you guys, I've gone to the Garden 12 times, 15 times over the last two months. It's the same thing every time. Please bring back the day of physical tickets. Now I get emails from Pete. You know, Corey does it right. Corey texts me. So I just go to the text, and it pops up right away the tickets. When you start to email people, the tickets either end up in the Ticketmaster site or the MSG site. And uh, bringing it up, although not difficult, for some reason for me, is very difficult. And almost every night I spend 25 minutes downstairs unable to get in. And they know me. They go, hey, good to see you again, Sid. Uh, you can't get in? Yeah, wh- no. wh- where's your ticket? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five phone calls, 30 minutes. <laughs> I sent my ticket guy down. Adam. Adam, nice guy. great guy. Yep. Adam, could you go find the Paul Stooge down there, please? <laughs> yeah. You know, the guy that you know looks like maybe a, a half- version of the rock or yeah. whatever yeah the pebble the, you know the big the big tan guy yeah he went down he found him got him in no he didn't get me in he didn't no he couldn't get me oh in. you found it i actually found the ticket oh, okay. he, he couldn't help me actually adam sweetheart of a guy don't get me wrong but useless in this uh case oh, he told me he, he useless know, he couldn't oh, do okay. a thing couldn't do a thing he's like you got to find the ticket I go, okay well that's what i told pete about five minutes ago but i did find it i i uh i went into my email and i typed in Ticketmaster, and then the ticket popped up so I was able to get it. But it was uh, a great night. How about the Rangers beating Columbus 6-2? to two. Now they moved ahead of Toronto, one point ahead of Toronto for the fourth spot in the Eastern Conference. They're just two points behind the three-seeded New Jersey Devils, just five points behind the two-seed Carolina Hurricanes. They're not going to catch Boston. Boston's got 119 points. But the four-seed right now, the three-seed, very doable. The two-seed, a possibility. They beat Columbus last night at the Garden 6-2. to two. And to show you just how powerful this Ranger team is and how much firepower they've got, 6-2 to two win, six different goal scorers last night, including some of the big stars like Panarin, Zabinijad, Patrick Kane. That team, Pete Morgan, has a ton of firepower. Tremendous talent, yeah. It's the most talented team maybe in our lifetimes. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. You think so? Oh, it's More really talented than Messier team? Yeah, but the four, look at the third and fourth. Look at the kid line. I know. Look at that talent on the third line. I think they score. I think Heedle opened the scoring last night. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, there's a lot of guys who can play. That's great. So why can't they beat Boston? Boston's tough. I don't know. They just play such a team Boston game. has, like, two famous guys, Bergeron and one other guy. Marshawn, and, yeah. You know, the Rangers have, like, nine All-Stars. They also have a goalie who's going to win the Vezina. Yeah, he's better than Shesterka this year. Yeah, yeah. Great year. So it's fun. It is fun. It's fun stuff, yeah. So you think this Ranger team, then, certainly talent-wise, you think they're good enough. You think they've got the grit, the, I guess, the toughness to really vibe for the Cup? I do. I think they have a chance. You do. It's going to be... They I'd love to see Boston. the Islanders get in. Yeah, they can beat Boston, too. Who, the Rangers? Yes. How? I've seen them play Boston twice this they year. So they couldn't even come close. No, they, 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 they had some It doesn't battles. matter. It's right. when, when the playoffs start, yeah. that is when it's, it gets different. And it's matchups, too. I mean, 
Some of the guys on Columbus last night just didn't look like they wanted to shoot. Oh, they have one guy, Johnny Goodrow, that's it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, they got into a groove for a little while, but the Rangers are too powerful. Too good. Yeah. They're I mean, too powerful. Yeah, the Rangers jumped out to an early 3 nothing lead. Columbus gets the next two, including one late in the first period. You watch the first period, Rangers have 17 shots on goal. They're killing them, and yet the score is 3-2. to two. Yeah, but then the Rangers came out and outscored they have Columbus. A great goal to yeah. Shesterkin is great. I mean, after some mistakes and a shot right at him, and yeah. he's right there. He was not weak at all last night. He looked good. All right, so the Rangers uh, get the win. Pete Morgan's in studio, big guest list today, as he does every Wednesday. Curtis Sliwa will stop by at seven o five. We'll uh, get those gnome nuggets coming up at 825. Brian Kilmeade, who follows me every morning, coming up at 740. And the great Congressman Peter King coming up at 840. Big show tomorrow, too. Looks like uh, Judge Napolitano, Bill O'Reilly, Bo Deedle, the head basketball coach. What a great story this is at FAU in Boca Raton. Dusty May will be here. And the mayor, Eric Adams, all coming up tomorrow. Opening day, the Yankees hosting the Giants in the Bronx. Garrett Cole on the mound. The Mets start their season tomorrow in Miami against the Marlins with Scherzer on the mound. They're actually saving Justin Verlander for the home opener, which happens in three series. Mets are in Miami. Mets are in Milwaukee. They return home April the 6th to once again take on the Miami Marlins. And Justin Verlander will tow the rubber that day. But, of course, uh, the big story is still the school shooting. Footage showing how quickly the national police responded, unlike the story in Ovalde, Texas, where month after month after month they vilified the cops. And deservedly so. They did a horrendous job. They never went in. They were scared to death. I can't tell you how many bites I had back and forth with Lydia because she kept mentioning it. I'm like, okay, I get it. They're human beings. And it just so happened this specific little town in Texas, wasn't prepared. They weren't prepared. But I got uncomfortable with killing the cops every day. This is the complete opposite. People are lauding those cops for the job they did in Nashville. Now, this shooter legally bought seven guns. I guess her mom and dad were like, don't buy any guns, they're bad, but she went the other way. Now the big question is, does the, uh, does the press get the manifesto? which I have zero desire to read. I mean, zero. I talked about this yesterday. The videos all morning long of this person entering the school, shooting back the, 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 uh, the back window, the glass, standing there with a gun by the fax machine, roaming the halls. It was so gross and so morbid and so scary. Who wants to see it? But then I told you that there's folks like Eugene Robinson who spends a lot of his mornings on MSNBC with these two awful people, Joe and Mika, not only do they want to see videos of the shooter roaming around the school, Eugene's on record saying we should print in newspapers across the country pictures of dead kids in the classroom to really drive home the point that guns are a major issue because it seems like these crazy Second Amendment folks Mostly Republicans don't get it. So maybe a picture of a dead nine-year-old little girl, a pastor's daughter, will open their eyes. And I say, Eugene Robinson, you're a sick bastard. I mean, a sick mother effer. Who wants to see that? It's not going to drive home anything other than some people's morbid curiosity. So no thanks. You know, Frank Morano made the point last night. Frank does a great job. It's great ratings. 
and uh, owns the overnights, owns them. And he made the point last night, he doesn't cover these stories because he believes that the more attention we give these shooters and these stories, the more it inspires the next person to do the same. I'm not sure that's the case. It very well may be. I don't like covering it because it's just morbid and sad, you know? People are getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning. It's a Wednesday, middle of the week. 90% of you hate your bosses. A lot of you had a miserable night at home last night. (laughs) You just want to get through the workday and get home, have a nice dinner, maybe watch the Nick game and go to bed. And to spend your morning hearing for hours about some person shooting little kids, that's very depressing. Very. So that's why I don't cover it. Maybe Frank's right. Maybe... It will inspire the next maniac. I don't know. But there's a lot more reasons not to cover the story than to cover it. And maybe that's what Joe Biden was thinking, this moron, the President of the United States, when right before he addressed this tragic, horrible school shooting, he was talking about ice cream. Remember we played that yesterday? He was talking on about ice cream right before he talked about guns and the shooting, which again resulted in three little kids dead. And people took notice of that. We did. We played the cut. We laughed. We thought it was pathetic. So did Fox News all over the place last night, including our friend Sean Hannity. This is uh, courtesy of Fox News, Lewis. Cut number five. Hannity yesterday on the terribly timed ice cream joke by the President of the United States. Cut number five. Are you as angry as I am after watching Joe Biden? He was coming out to give a speech about the shooting. And he thinks it's uh, comedy hour and he's telling jokes. And the only reason I'm here is for ice cream. That really angered me. And I can only imagine the pain that that might have added to families that wanted to hear some sympathy from their president. And then his guest there, he's talking to Dan Bongino. So Bongino answers Hannity's question again. Joe Biden, tone deaf ice cream joke following This awful shooting. Cut number six. I mean, you have to keep in mind we're talking about a man with no human dignity whatsoever uh, who uses public position to sell access to nuclear-armed enemies of the United States. Uh, Again, do we really think he cares about cracking a joke while six coffins are being prepared? I mean, again, the, the guy has zero human dignity at all. He's a plagiarist. He's a liar. He's lied about every single, every single significant episode of his life, lied about getting arrested, going to see Mandela. But, again, none of that's the point. Uh, but, but no, I mean, no one really listens to Biden anyway. Even Democrats don't like him. What is it? Only 38 percent want him to run. Uh, the problem is he still has power. The presidency, regardless of how politically and uh, morally feckless you are, like Joe Biden, still has power. And Joe Biden, I want to be absolutely clear, is about to put you in danger. You, watching tonight. Joe Biden wants you disarmed to be sheep out there in a world full of wolves because some lunatic, some lunatic, she decided to go to a school and stick a gun in the face of three kids and three adults and kill them. And, 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 And for that, Joe Biden wants to abuse his power to make sure that you can't defend yourself against said wolves and that you become victims too. So however dumb this guy is, and believe me, he sets records for the intelligence quotient lows in the White House, however stupid this guy is, he still has power to destroy your lives and put you in a really dangerous spot. Whoa, how about Dan Bongino there? Echoing what I've been saying time and time again, which is the guns don't kill, crazy kills. Crazy kills. 
Gun can't buy her by itself. Go on and on about getting rid of guns. It ain't going to happen. Realistically, folks, you're never getting rid of guns. There are millions and millions of guns on the street. We pound our chest in New York City when we take away 3,000 guns. That's a needle in a haystack. It ain't the guns. It's the crazy, angry people using the guns. That's what Bongino said there. Like I said, time and time again, these poor little kids, rigor mortis hasn't even set in. And every one of these Democrat animals goes right to the gun control narrative, whether it's Joe Biden, Corrine Jean-Pierre, every Hillary Clinton, every one of them does the same thing, right to the gun control narrative. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Pete Morgan in studio, Curtis Sliwa, Noam Lake, Brian Kilmeade, and Peter King. A hump day Wednesday with me. New York's favorite talk show, Sitting Friends in the Morning, only on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Sitting Friends in the Morning, 77, WABC. My name is Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband, <laughs> and I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because you heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. <laughs> I think I'm kidding. I'm not. God. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. That was the ice cream joke that Joe Biden told right before he addressed the country about another tragic school shooting. The three little kids, nine-year-olds, dead. And uh, that's why I played both uh, Sean Hannity and Dan Bongino in that opening segment, because they talked about what an animal Joe Biden is. You can call it bad timing, but the truth is how insensitive, how tone deaf to make a joke about anything, anything, right before you talk about dead little kids. And then, uh, like I said, right before the break, this continued narrative where when something tragic happens, gun control, we know that's all the Democrats have. Two issues, abortion and gun control. That's it. But when I'll get to the Democrat here in the Bronx, too, from District 83, on the cover of today's New York Post, Carl Heasty, I'll get to that guy, too. But that's all they've got, abortion and gun control. That's it. So Megyn Kelly, Lou loves Megyn Kelly. Is that true, Lou? Do you uh, you love Megyn Kelly? You don't really care, do you? Well, why wouldn't I? No, I don't know. I like, I like her. Sure. Yeah, but you don't love her. My sister's actually a huge, huge Megyn Kelly fan. 
That's a good story. Well, listen, yeah. I mean, it, it, it pertains to what you're talking about. <laughs> no, you didn't let him finish. Now, Maybe why is your sister fun. a huge Megyn Kelly fan? Well, it's actually a funny story. Thanks for asking. She right. was. A, uh, we all grew up like pretty liberalish because our parents are, are big time liberals. And you grew up in uh, Chappaqua. In Chappaqua, which is what? a very liberal town. Well, the Clintons live there. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah I used to smoke pot in their cul-de-sac, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they had the Secret Service, so it was like the cops would never come. You know. Right. Anyway, uh, so my sister married a big time conservative who actually listens us every morning this guy david my brother-in-law and he turned her into a big time conservative now and she loves megan kelly so she converted basically she converted oh my parents aren't happy they're not happy no 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 no. yeah of course you have that then you were dating that chick's a russian girl they hated that well that's over now so we don't need to discuss it (laughs) well i just did oh okay well now you're dating another chick's (laughs) no i'm not yes you are we're not dating but no banging settle down settle settle down (laughs) the only jewish girls you can find that one well, first of all, the 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 the, 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 the aforementioned the aforementioned uh, uh, got new shiksa is not a shiksa. She's Jewish, so oh, okay. whatever. But uh, no, that's not going to be a a, a, a long term relationship oh, okay. by any by any stretch of the. Just tell your mother that so she doesn't die. Uh, you just did. My mother's listening, so you, you just told her yourself. So thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here is Megan Kelly yesterday on her podcast saying. Uh, what I say all the time. It's enough already with this nonsense about banning guns after shootings. They ain't going to happen. It's not a realistic approach to violence. we got to work on overly medicated, angry, nasty, depressed kids and adults who are crazy enough to go kill. You're not going to remove all the guns. You know, do as many as you can. God bless you. I'm all for that. But it's unrealistic. It's stupid, and it ain't going to help. Megyn Kelly, cut number eight. There's something wrong with our society, and I, for one, am sick of the knee-jerk. It's the guns. Get the guns. We have 330 million guns, maybe over 400 million by some counts in in America. They're not going away. We could do an assault weapons ban tomorrow. They're not going away, all right? We had to take a serious, honest look at what's wrong with us. We can take a look at what's going on in the case of this particular woman, trans person, she's a biological woman, and figure out what made this person crack. But we go through this every time. We try to figure out the issues that led to this person to do it or that person to do it. And then we change nothing. Okay, we change nothing. And I realize it's a big country and you get, it's a free country and you're never going to be able to stop them all. But that shouldn't lead to just the constant shoulder shrugs. They're like, well, and I, for one, think we really need to take a hard look at, yes, mental health and also institutionalization. Institutionalization. We need to make it easier to civilly commit people who are showing signs, red flags, that they may be the next school shooter. So, guys. Who did she sound a lot like there? All these years we've been working together. Who did Megan Kelly? We'll start with you, Pete Morgan. Who did she sound a lot like there? The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Sydney, (laughs) Arthur, Ferris, Rosenberg. And not because I'm all that smart. I'm really not. It's... 
it's pretty, it's common sense. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of guns on the street, right? And like I said, when Eric Adams takes 3,000 off the street, they want to throw a ticket tape parade. And don't get me wrong, that's great. But the idea you're going to get guns off the streets is so ridiculous and so insulting that only stupid Democrats would believe it. We have a huge issue with mental health in this country. You show me one of these shooters who's a happy person. Things are going great. Uh, They went to the Ranger game last night. They hung out with Pete and Takapina and Lou. They saw the Rangers score six goals. They had free chicken tenders, a couple of drinks, went home, had sex with their significant other. It was all good, and they woke up this morning and decided, I'm going to shoot 19 kids. Guess how many times that happens? Never. Every one of these people, this person this week, the kid in Uvalde, Nicholas Cruz, you know, Adam Lanza, every one of these people are effed up beyond any recognition. They've got 19 billion issues, mommy issues, daddy issues, depression issues, medication issues. And they're the ones firing the guns who don't fire by themselves. I hope Andrew Cuomo was listening. I really do. Because he's part of that stupid gun control group. I mean, come on. Every one of these shooters is a mess. A mess. They don't have good jobs. They're not, uh, you know, great kids. They don't love their mom and dad. One of these kids shot his grandmother. The one from Uvalde shot his grandmother. Who does that? Who does that? So why are we wasting time? Talking about taking guns or the hundreds of millions of guns. I know a lot of folks that own guns. They never fire them once. A lot of the people that work here own guns. You wouldn't know that, but they do. They're legal, law-abiding gun owners. They never use the gun. It's there for protection because they're not bad people. They don't have designs on evil. What is so hard to figure out? Tell me. Nothing. Yeah. Well, well, Justin, you tell me then what's so hard to figure out. Uh, I'm going to have to second Pete here. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what's so hard to figure uh, Lewis, out. Lewis, what is so hard to figure out? It's not hard to figure out. You've, you've laid it out pretty uh pretty All right, simple. that's three now. Let's go to one Noam Layden, who may very well be the smartest of you four. It's debatable, but it's right there. Noam, what's, uh, what's so hard to figure out? Hard to figure out in terms of this gun debate? Yeah. Well, you're not going to take the guns off the street. There's like 400 million no. guns. No, but, we but, can, but we can certainly take crazy people off the street. Yeah, but, you know... All sides have to give an inch because it's clearly an American problem, right? You don't see mass shootings really in any other nation around the world once in a while. Yeah. But it's, an, it's a one-off if it happens in Germany or if it happens in Israel or whatever, right? But here it happens four or five times a week. So to just ignore it and say, okay, it's not about guns or it's not about the people is to just ignore the problem. And we can't because no, I'm not saying ignore the problem. I'm saying put the emphasis on the real problem, people, not guns. Yeah. All right, so but I, I don't even know where to begin. How do you? I don't know that? either. But we have to do something because, well, you saw you those pictures realize, of those kids. You, you do realize that the strictest gun laws are in Democrat cities yeah. that have the most gun crime. So yeah. what do you mean do something? You want to make it stricter and stricter and stricter, make it even more difficult for law-abiding citizens to get guns? What do you want to do? Do you think these people who are killing people care whether they, they get the gun legally or illegally? I mean, come on. I can walk in the streets right now. And finally find two people who can get me a gun. Oh, yeah. That, that's the fact. That's the truth. Let's wake up and stop lying to ourselves. We're right. not really taking guns off the street. Not even close. There's millions. 
I mean, let's let's get down to the real issue. What is going on in our society that people want to go out there and kill little kids? What is it? All I can tell you, I don't know. But I can tell you it's our society. It is, to me, it is sad and fascinating at the same time that it, it is a solely, really much a solely an American problem. Yeah, so there was true. a thought it was yeah. it was gaming that was doing it, that it was social media that was doing it. But all those things are available in every other country around the world. Yeah. So then you have to say, okay, what's going on there that it doesn't happen there? Right. Why and doesn't that, it happen in Denmark? And it happens too. Like well, there's no guns in Denmark. You okay. can't own a gun there. Okay. Or, well, there's there's. You can't under, own a gun in the UK, so there's no shootings there. Right. right. So. <laughs> By the way, cops can't even carry guns in the UK. No. That's right. Which is weird. That's weird. No, you're right. Listen, the numbers are this, according to MSNBC. Kevin, I'm quoting them, but according to them, there have been 38 mass shootings this month, which has resulted in at least 57 dead and 133 injured, that's this month. That's a weekend in Chicago. Yeah, well, that is true, too, yes, basically. that's Most of those numbers are Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, and I guess in this case, out there in uh, in Tennessee. Uh, traffic is coming up next. Again, the guest list starts with Curtis Lee. Well, thank you, guys, all four of you. Curtis Lee will coming up at 7.05. Brian Kilmeade at 7.40. Noam comes back at 8.25. And Peter King at 8.40. But now it's time for the Tunnel to Towers update with my man Frank Siller. Frank will join us this morning to talk about the Tunnel to Towers Tower Climb New York City. It's an event that honors 9-11 heroes like his brother Stephen. Good morning, Frank. Welcome back. Tell us about this event. Good morning. Uh, excited for your listeners to learn more about our annual Tunnel to Towers climb in New York City. It's happening this Sunday, June 4th at One World Trade Center. It's incredible. We have over 1,000 participants will climb 104 stories. That's 2,200 and 26 steps. The building represents and symbolizes the strength, the hope, the resiliency of the American spirit after terrorist attacks that took place and took my brother's life along with 2,977 souls on September 11, 2001. We honor not just Stephen, not just all the first responders, but a special FDNY Captain Billy Burke. And uh, we raised money that day for his foundation, which assists at his alma mater, SUNY SUNY Potsdam, of the children of New York City firefighters, a special scholarship that they do every single year. So come join us, register now. Go to t2t.org and climb and honor all these great heroes, and most certainly Captain Billy Burke and my brother Stephen. All right. Thank you, Frank. As he said, please donate $11 a month. That's it for America's Heroes. Do it today at t2t.org. And, of course, listen every Wednesday morning for Frank Siller and Sid Rosenberg, the weekly Tunnel to Towers update. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77 WABC. Justin Ellick here with your bottom of the hour sports update. Sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you. They are America's best built boilers. The Rangers returned to the ice last night for a 6-2 shellacking of the Columbus Blue Jackets at the Garden. Philip Heedle and Vladimir Tarasenko put the Rangers up early with their respective first period goals before Patrick Kane delivered New York's third goal in the game's opening 10 minutes and the eventual game winner to boot. Panarin, Trochik, and Zibanejad rounded out the rest of the scoring for the Rangers. New York has now won 
three straight and sit just two uh, points back of the Devils for the Eastern Conference three seed. Speaking of those aforementioned Devils, the Rangers will get a crack at them next. Come tomorrow night in Jersey, looking ahead to ice hockey action tonight. The Islanders, they get the Capitals in Washington at 7.30 p.m. Also at 7.30, you got hardwood action at the Garden. Miami Heat are in town taking on the Knicks at 7.30 as well. And the Houston Rockets, they'll pay the Nets a visit in Brooklyn also at 7.30 p.m. Sticking with the NBA, the 2023 Basketball Hall of Fame class was announced yesterday. Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, and Coach Greg Popovich are among the finalists elected, along with Pau Gasol and Tony Parker. A formal announcement on the full class of 2023 will come Saturday at the NCAA Men's Basketball Final Four in Houston. Here was sports sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Spoilers. Go to PeerlessSpoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you. They are America's best built boilers. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. <laughs> I'm your nightmare. I'm the sun and the air. All the shyness that is in my heart and broken. I am sun and air. Nothing in particular. Great song, The Smiths, How Soon Is Now, off of the great Meat Is Murder album. And if you like that show, Charmed, which lots of folks enjoy, that uh, witchy show, you know. It's on that show again, Alyssa Milano. I had, um... Oh, it's, uh, you mean Wicked? Is that what that show? It was no. called Charmed, though. Oh, Charmed. It was Alyssa, it was the girl that um, went after Harvey Weinstein. Yes, name, Alyssa, um, Mal- Alyssa Malone. No, not Alyssa. The other one. Uh, not uh, Rosie something or other. Not Rosie Perez. Oh, Rosie uh, Byrne? Is it Byrne? Oh, God, you know nothing about this. I mean, just nothing, Louis. <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> I nothing. I'm having a Oh, my God. Week, you know Pete? Morning. I forget her name, but the other one was the 90210 girl. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, she was first. The other one, I, th- I know, I, I can you know picture her. You know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. She's famous. Very famous. Yeah, you're right. She went after Weinstein. Yes. And, and, and got she him. was one of them, like Jen Lawrence. And, Shannon, uh, and, uh, not Shannon Doherty. No, no, that was, no, no. she was the other one. She was the Amber Anderson. No, no. Lisette Anthony. It was like Rosie something. Yeah. Roseanne Arquette. No. No. Not Rosanna. I'm just reading all of them. Yeah. No, well, no. you're wrong about it. Well, uh, how many more do you, I can, you want me to name the other 18? Rose, Rose McGowan. Rose That's McGowan. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you. There it is. Rose McGowan. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll find somebody who was not <laughs> <Adam>. Google. <laughs> yeah. We're, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> so programming note coming up later on tonight here on WABC, the third and final hour of the Mark Levin show. We did this on Friday. We got very good ratings. So we're going to do it again. The former governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, back on our airwaves. In fact, uh, John Katsimatidis will do double duty later on today. Of course, he's got his own show, Katz and Cosby, terrific show, 5 p.m. every weekday. And then John's going to stick around and co-host the 8 p.m. hour with Andrew Cuomo later on tonight. And I told you guys when Cuomo comes on the show, I get these uh, 
emails and, you know, people yell at me and, and all that. That's fine. I don't care. You know what? Look, we, uh, we put newsmakers on this radio station. That's the bottom line. And Cuomo, uh, whether you like him or not, and most don't, right? He's got no friends. He's disgraced. He had to resign. Not pretty for Andrew Cuomo. But he's a newsmaker. And right now, Albany is a major issue here in New York. Look at the front page of today's New York Post. Carl Heasty, right, Albany guy, who has to deal on a daily basis, along with Andrew Stewart Cousins, with people like Kathy Hochul. And certainly Cuomo knows the ins and outs of how Albany works. We know that. So he becomes a voice that at least knows something. Now the question is, what will he tell you? And most people want to hear Andrew Cuomo come on this station and try to defend himself when it comes to the nursing home scandal and, of course, bail reform, which he wrote, right? You can blame Kathy Hochul all you want, but Andrew had that in place before Kathy got there. Those are two major issues, and I'm yet to hear Cuomo really uh, be honest about either one. He did a show on Friday. I don't believe either one even came up. And you're going to talk about the Nashville shooting and guns and all that stuff. That's great, but eventually... If Andrew Cuomo really wants to garner some of the support and competence from the audience, he's going to have to face some of these tougher issues. Now, he can say whatever he wants. Then it's up to the listener to decide whether they think he's being honest or not, or whether or not his answer is good enough or not. Well, you can't keep coming on this station and talk about the news of the day like there's some Fox News or CNN reporter when you got those two huge elephants in the room but with that said again with the cover of today's new york post i think we'd all agree that cuomo becomes a very interesting listen later on tonight i mean would you agree with that pete what do you think did you listen on friday night no you didn't is that because you were busy or because you just listened to cuomo i was busy yeah but you know as you know through our 20 almost 25 years being pals i think every view should be heard Right. And, um, you know, I think you should have people with differing opinions on your show well, you all the time, I, and you do. We talk about that all the time. And it's uh, like the Chuck Todd thing. I think he should be on regularly. I think he brings a different view, although I think he's whacked. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's an interesting guy, and you need to know what other people think. And we just need to be more tolerant both ways. It's funny how people that lean right seem to be way more tolerant. Than anybody leans left, I know. which is unbelievable. Well, right? they, they claim to be the, the tolerant party. Well, they're full of crap. They've got no tolerance. And uh, Chuck Todd was here every week. That went bad. He has not been back. Uh, I did speak to Chuck on Friday. Yep. Then he did that that hatchet job on Takapina on Sunday on Meet the Press. But Takapina still came out way ahead in that bout. I mean, way ahead. He beat Chuck up pretty good, even with Chuck bringing up that five-year-old piece and trying to hurt Takapina. He was not able to do it. Takapina came back and mauled him. But Chuck tried. He tried. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Lewis, on Andrew Cuomo on the station later on tonight? Oh, well, Justin and I were just talking. He, he, and the point you made, he cannot shy away from these issues. He should come right out and at least openly talk about them and address them. Right. It's the only way to make him more, I think the word I said was palatable on yeah, the air. Yeah. Otherwise, he's a pariah for completely, and he's still going to be a, a pariah I mean, for look, anybody. Look. Like Janice Dean will 
Well, Never. she's going to hit no matter what. Now, and, right. and deservedly so. Yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. You're never going to. But uh, not everybody lost their in-laws. Not everybody is so um, vested in this person like Janice Dean. And other people are willing to listen. But to your point, as tough as it's going to be, it's going to be a hot discussion. I get all that. you got to do it. You I can't keep up showing a... up at 8 o'clock at night and talking about the news of the day like like nothing's happened in your past. What is it, Justin? Go ahead. I brought up uh, Wiener as a, as, a, as a comparison. When they put yeah. Wiener on the air, we brought him in here, and you had a candid conversation with him about, you know, the things that he was uh, infamous, infamous for. Right. And the things that got him in trouble. Uh, and, you know, I mean, you're right. The listener still makes a decision on whether or not they actually want to listen to the guy. But uh, Lou makes a good point. It does make him more – it made him more palatable. After that conversation, I mean, you both sat there crying. So. Whether you, uh, you agree or or not, or something, you not you do know the guy was on the trajectory yeah. to, for the mayorship. Almost, he was moving in that direction. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. And I know a lot of people who are super angry at him who are going to support him that he completely screwed up his entire life and people's faith in him when somebody smart like that who could have who could have been mayor uh, you know shows that he he didn't he, he put himself before you know uh public office. Right. And that's right. that's too it's sad. You know, I think the uh, look, the guy is 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 he a mass murderer? No, he's a, he's a smart uh, a guy. But uh, I feel bad that this happened, and people will never some people will never forgive him. Uh, but it's, it's unfortunate we we lose like somebody who could have been a very good leader. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and that's what's sad about it. Although it doesn't take away that he's a smart person who had good ideas for the city. You could probably maybe. Separate them and compartmentalize them, whatever the hell that word is. But uh, it's, it's, I think it's a sad thing. You know, we need good leadership. That's really all over from the starting with the, the whole country. Noam, what do you think about uh, Andrew Cuomo on our airwaves tonight? Uh, I thought he was pretty good on Friday. I was here, actually, on Friday when he was here. So I thought he did a pretty decent job. But I think if he wants a future in talk radio, and I can only assume that's why he's back tonight, then you have to do, right, an Anthony Weiner. Essentially, you have to address the nursing home scandal. You have to address the uh, uh, the workplace sex assault accusations. And if you do that and you give people a fair hearing, then maybe they're willing to listen to you on everything else that you have to say. And maybe even invite Janice Dean to come on. Talk to Janice Dean. Well, um, well, according to the Cuomo camp, he's tried to have discussions with Janice and she wanted no part of it. That's uh, that's according oh, to the really? Cuomo. Oh, really? I mean, I guess, yes. I don't know that personally, but that seems to be the info from the Cuomo camp. Well, that's on her then. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, if that's true. I mean, if he's invited well, her in, she should true. accept that offer. Well, but I don't know if that's true, though. Right. But, he, yeah, that is. Maybe that you should invite them to appear <laughs> yeah. here yeah. at I, 740 I, one morning. I, I would that's do it in a heartbeat. Idea. I would do it in a heartbeat. It would be, it would be epic radio. 
Sid Rosenberg, oh, Andrew Cuomo, God. and Janice Dean. Wow. the walls up, man. It would yeah. be insane. Yeah. Oh, wow, huge. Janice would be like uncontrolled, oh. like rage. Yeah, yeah, she'd kill him right here in studio. Because she was smart. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, be great. Oh. You'd, you'd have a 20. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as she stayed, you're killing him and like not yeah. like directing it other way. Oh, my know. God. 1 800 848 WABC. 1 800 848 9222. Great hour number one. Covered all your big stories. Called Heasty on the New York Post. Joe Biden's stupid ice cream remarks before addressing the nation. Another school shooting. Andrew Cuomo with John Katz and Matitis on the station later on tonight. That show comes your way at 8 p.m. The Ranger win last night. The Nick win two nights ago. All that already on the air. And we're only 56 minutes in. Only one hour done with three more exciting hours to go, including four great guests. The Wednesday edition of Sitting Friends in the Morning. We'll be right back. Hour number two, little Bob O'Reilly, Teenage Wasteland by The Who, as we kick off hour number two. Curtis loves this song of the uh, Wednesday edition. Love The Who. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm ready to go out. Start a fight outside. Great, Lou. Great choice. Today, Curtis is happy. He usually wants disco, and uh, Lou doesn't do it. Oh, no, this is great. This is great. Here it comes. Here it comes. Get ready. This is the anthem, shit. This is the who. Again, Bob O'Reilly, 707. On your Wednesday morning, hour number two, Curtis Sliwa, Noam Layton, Peter King, Brian Kilmeade, all about to come your way. Pete Morgan 
in Studio 2. And the crew is here, Lou Rafino, Justin Ellick, and Norm Layden. So we've uh, centered some of the discussion this morning around uh, tonight's show on the station. There's a huge color ad in uh, today's New York Post. Uh, let me get the page for you. I had it earlier. I know that your photo isn't in there. No, it's say. not. No, it's not. Uh, page 28, it looks like. Listen to WABC Radio. State budget crisis coming up April the 1st. State of the city. State and nation in crisis. Critical questions to be asked. Special tonight at 8, Governor Andrew Cuomo with our guy John Katzmatidis and you know, you think about the cover of today's New York Post, where a lot of the African-American folks inside Carl Heastie's district, 83, a very, Demo- a very big Democratic district, are upset because, you know, they really do want uh, some change with the bail reform. And they also are in favor of charter schools. And it looks like Carl Heastie is not in favor of either one. So he's getting pushed back from his own constituents. So on that, it seems like, wow, what a great to have Andrew Cuomo on the air later on tonight, being he was in Albany all those years, and he knows Heastie. But a lot of the folks, very anecdotal, a lot of the folks that I speak to don't want to hear Andrew Cuomo on this station. You know that. What are your thoughts? Well, first off, who is the most vicious critic of all? You! Of Andrew Evilized Cuomo. Let me give you the salute. Mario, ascendame, tus, you provienos, fanchim, and your son, Andrew, is too. Nobody has been more critical. Well, why would you not want to hear from this guy? We have a feckless, weak, full, like a cheap camera governor right now who cannot take on the legislature. Carl Hastie's staff walked out on Hochul halfway through a meeting. Do you think anybody would have walked out no. of Andrew uh, I remember Cuomo's meeting? No, when LaSalle didn't get confirmed, all he kept saying was, because there were folks that were defending Hochul, what do you want from her? I think maybe even let Patterson me, me and, and, uh, and uh, Pataki. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, let me if give Cuomo's there, he gets confirmed, bottom line. Let me take you back to the untouchables. You yeah. saw that? Elliot with the Ness. Photo, right, the photo. No, not a, the, the photo of uh, uh, Trump imitating De Niro. As Capone in the Untouchables wow. with the baseball bat. Let me tell it you something. It depends who you talk to. There are now Trump supporters that are believing the nonsense that that picture never happened. Let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Andrew Evilized Cuomo had that effect on people. You are not going to pick up and walk out of his office without suffering the consequences. No consequences to Carl Hasty and his staff. They spin Hoka like a top. They got it. Remember we used to have the Dunkin' Yo-Yo's? Put him to sleep, <laughs> yeah. walk the dog, remember? Yeah, of course. She has no juice. It's like she's the governor and surrounded by kryptonite. You know I hate Cuomo. Why wouldn't you want to listen to him? First off, we have an owner-operator who is the Al Davis of yeah. broadcasting. Now, he probably doesn't know. He's not a big sports guy. You and I, we grew up with Al Davis. Brooklyn through and through. He was the rebel. He said, oh, you don't want that guy, that player? I remember Art Powell. The Jets had him. They said he's a malcontent. He's no good. Al Davis said, I'll take him. He turned him into an all-star. He ended up winning NFL championships. You go, Ben Davidson, remember, with the big head, the ball mustache, Ike Lasseter, Billy Cannon. He said, Billy, we're taking you out of the backfield. We're turning you into a tight end. This guy would take whatever human refuse (laughs) you had and turn it into a world championship team. And he believed, give everybody a second chance. John has been at. Remember back to April of 2021, 
The FBI had just raided Rudy Giuliani's apartment, took everything out of it. Everybody was saying, fire Rudy. He's going to jail. Fire Rudy. And John was the only one who didn't blink. He said, no, Rudy stays on here. A year later, what happened? Oh, we actually had no evidence. We couldn't get a grand jury to indict Rudy. And you know a grand jury can indict a ham sandwich. It was all nonsense. But John Katzmatidis did not panic. Bill O'Reilly. Nobody wanted Bill O'Reilly, right? He was toxic at the time. Look at Bill O'Reilly now. Anthony Weiner, the classic example. Remember, I became his partner. You know how much criticism I got out there? Where are you with that pedophile? What are you out of your mind? A year later, do you really hear that anymore? Some people say, wow, Anthony has a lot to say. He knows a lot about the city, a lot about the state, a lot about the country. Look, give the guy an opportunity. You're right. He has to address those two issues. You can't just act like an expert when, in fact, you're not addressing your own sins. You've addressed your own sins. I've certainly addressed my sins. And Anthony Weiner addressed his sins. Cuomo's got to do that. Got to do it. Well, uh, he's not going to do it tonight because it's going to be about the Nashville shootings. It's going to be about the gun control. It's going to be about Albany. It's going to be about the budget. So, And I don't know this for a fact. But my prediction is that's not going to happen tonight. So now that'll be two wasted opportunities. See, what, what, what are you, a swami? What, yes. What are you, you already I'm like able Chris to, to for, foresee what's going to happen? Listen, I, I have been on record saying there's a few Democrats I'd never bring on. Like I bring on Mayor Eric Adams, and I get a ton of criticism. And truthfully, I don't care. It doesn't. I, I, you know this. I couldn't care less. I'm worried about one thing. Broadening my audience, making the show more and more popular, which I'm doing. By the way, the first week of March came back, another 7.4. Yeah, and by the way, <laughs> yeah. it's not with love, Sid. A lot of people hate your guts. I know that. Everywhere I go, I hate shit. Of course. Meantime, you have the number one ratings of all time. By far. Hate by far. drives interest because people who say, I'll never listen to shit again in my life. They got the iPhone, the smartphone of up to there. I can't believe what that well, SOB is saying now. They say that on Facebook, and then they quote me from three hours yes, before. Yes. That's how stupid they are. So I'm on record saying some of these Democrats I never bring on. And, and I got to tell you, I've, I've gone back on some of those. And I would bring Cuomo on. I would. Uh, much of the dismay right now, my audience are out there going, oh, Sid, Bernie's rolling over in his grave. Stop with that, by the way. Please stop. Hey, Bernie doesn't care. Um, but I would bring him on. But I would never bring him on unless he addressed, if not one, but both of those issues. Understood. After that, if you want to talk about Albany, you want to talk about uh, shootings, you want to talk about guns, you want to talk about Italian restaurants, I don't care. But don't pop on this station like your uh, Geraldo Rivera on Fox News or Dan Bongino on Fox News talking about the topics of the day. You can't do that when there's not one but two. That's right. You would have said to Geraldo, you don't get on the station unless you tell us why you were buck naked <laughs> in front of a mirror doing a FaceTime <laughs> yeah. with God knows how many hundreds of thousands of people. What was going on in your mind, Geraldo? You know what's funny? I took over Geraldo's old office. When yeah. I got the job with Bernie back in yeah. 2016, Curtis, yeah. they gave me at the old address, Madison Square Garden, Geraldo's old office. And the first thing that came to my attention was not one, not two, but three or four different paintings and photos of Geraldo. His own paintings and photos yes. on the wall. I'm like, oh, my God, that's weird. Well, that, That's that, weird. That reminds me. That was the great time where I walked in on the guy who had the contract to kill me, Johnny A. Light. <laughs> he was interviewing Johnny A. Light, and you know you couldn't get out of that office. <laughs> yeah. And I said, he ain't getting away from me. That was classic radio. We had it on film. Johnny A. Light, Johnny a. Light had an X-Lax attack. 
you know, and, and, you know, all of a sudden, Geraldo said, well, you know, he apologized to you. What do you think about it? Yeah. I said, Johnny, I hope you take a shower tonight. You slip and fall, <laughs> break your neck, and that would have been God's justice. Uh, yeah. That was classic. That was. that was classic. Yeah. But look, this is a free speech talk radio station. We believe in free speech here. Let the guy speak. What the hell? Everybody's, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Cuomo could be a guest. What's the difference if Cuomo was a guest or Cuomo's on with an hour with John Katsimatidis? Hey, you don't like it? Turn it up. But I'll tell you this way. You know where I was Friday? In the middle of the Queen's Bridge Projects, all the TV cameras, because I was trying to save cats in the basement of the buildings who had been sealed in. You know what everybody was listening to? Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo yeah, on their yeah. iPhones and smartphones. The ratings were off the hook. Now, nobody here hates Andrew Cuomo more. Nobody is more of an enemy of the Cuomos. But the guy should be hurt. And if you don't want to listen to it, that's why you have so many other choices in life. Although, if you're Mark Levin and you're Mr. Superstar, he is, he has been dubbed the great one. And you've got your own show on Fox News. Oh, there's no doubt. And you're, by the way, he does not get good ratings here. You know, it is, I know the audience uh, isn't up on all these things, but our job is to get ratings. That's it. It's not to make you happy. It's not to wave the pom-poms. Get ratings, okay, which this show does a tremendous job of. Sean Hannity in New York, no ratings. By the way, Mark Levin in New York, no ratings. You speak about being preempted. How many times have you preempted me? At 7.05 in the morning, I'm on my way to WABC, and all of a sudden, Justice Ailey, uh, Justin Ailey said, hey, not today, pal. Got to go back to sleep. Well, to be honest, every time that happens, it's John Katsimatidis, because he's the 7.05 guest. Well, tell him, guest. should come on after <laughs> yeah. Curtis Lewa, right? right? But, but if you were Mark Levin, and they were taking away a third hour of your show, hey, look, you for, take a for minute this a, Democrat, right, you'd right. be pissed. Hey, look, you take a minute away from any of my many shows here, and I have a heart attack, right? You know that. But, again, in Cuomo's defense and John and Chad's defense, the hour of Cuomo on Friday night oh, blew beat it up. the other two that blew Mark Levin did. Blew it up. And hey, that, look, that's our business. You know people have an insatiable curiosity. Oh, yeah. As much as they, I hate a lousy <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to hear it because I must listen. Now, if it was every day and no acknowledgement of any of these sins, you know, someone's going to say, hey, you know what you got to do? You got to get into the confessional with the priest, except we need to hear the confessional. Right. Or we're not going to make you whole. But I will tell you this. I heard you yesterday. You were the biggest snorer in talk radio I've ever what? heard. What? You had Randy Levine on. Yeah. Here's Randy Levine. You're saying, oh, boy, I'd love to be in a box seat opening day Thursday. What? And Randy said, well, let me see what we can do. No, 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 no. That's not the way it went. Randy Levine, the president of the New York Yankees, came on yesterday. Yankees opened their brand-new season tomorrow, opening day in the Bronx, hosting the Giants. And I did not introduce that. It was Randy who said, we would love to have you as a guest Slowly at Yankee Stadium. I turn step-by-step <laughs> to 2009, Phillies versus the New York Yankees. There was Ed Rendell, governor of Pennsylvania, and sitting in the seat, was the governor at that time, David Patterson, wearing his Yankee hat. I don't know how he could see the game, but he was there. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the New York Post front page, oh, oh my God, he had five free tickets. Uh, we should put him in jail. A $62,000 fine. Stupid. You know where that came from? Where? Attorney General Andrew Evilice Cuomo. No. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Cuomo oh, would yeah. not do that. It, no, no, he was no, eyeballing no. David Patterson. You notice David Patterson didn't run for re-election, right? I did. Because he feared the wrath oh, of no. Andrew Evilice Cuomo <laughs> and his wow. wartime consigliere, Joe Pococco, 
who would sort of show you that Rocky Calavito autograph, Louisville slugging? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to try to convince you, and if I can't convince you, I'm going to na- make your kneecap sing and ring like a slot machine in Atlantic <laughs> yeah. City. Uh, but I feel like uh, this version of Andrew, who will be on the air tonight, uh, a castrated version, right? I mean, he, he had to leave the office in what, disgrace. You never, wait, wait, you never yeah. bet on geldings at the, the <laughs> race <laughs> I, Maybe I have. Wait, I remember. Remember. I, I think, geldings I think, have come in, you know. I, I, I think charismatic was a gelding, but uh, a bit castrated, not nearly as arrogant and tough. Yeah, you know, shit, almost shit. sounds like a beaten guy. Are, are, are you a man? Are you a man, Sid? Well, last I checked, yes. Are you a married man? I am, yes, sir. I am married multiple times. Yeah, many right? times. I'm a serial married. married. Right. We're all capons in this world. <laughs> That's all we are. Castrated roosters. You're when right. you're married, you're, you're right. a castrated rooster. Yeah. yeah. Any man who's married is a <laughs> capon, a castrated rooster. Oh, yeah, this guy's I control the household. The moment you get home, the wife says, what do you think you're doing there? Turn that damn TV uh, I off. Know. you got to spend time with me. I What's know. the last time you took me out? You know what that's like. And Jewish women especially. Oh, the worst. That's why the Jewish <laughs> men die early in their marriages. Because they want to. Oh, I remember <laughs> I was in a relationship like that. I was sitting there at the breakfast table in the morning reading the Post and the Daily. Why are you reading the paper? Don't you realize you need to spend time? And I, 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 <laughs> until I finally said... Let me take the menorah and just impale myself. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. That had to be knowing the roster of Curtis ex-wives, the Queen's DA Melinda Katz. Yeah, she Jewish. Yeah, no doubt about that. <laughs> now I know why Jewish men die earlier than their wives. Oh, oh my God, oh my, what did I do? What did, <laughs> what did I do? Jesus Christ, what did I do? And that was a great analogy, John Katz-Matidis with the Hall of Fame Oakland Raider great Al Davis. So take it a step further with tomorrow being opening day at Yankee Stadium. What about George Steinbrenner, Steve Howe, oh. Dwight Gooden, Daryl Strawberry? And gave them all ten God, Now you got me triggered up. Where is Kate Smith singing God Bless America? That is what George wanted. And they took her away from us in the seventh inning stretch. That's a shanda. That's why. That's, that's why Randy Levine was on my show yesterday, and you're never going to get him. Damn right. <laughs> and I'm not going to Yankee Stadium until Kate Smith is brought back for the seventh inning stretch singing God Bless America. You heard That's what folks. George Steinbrenner wants. Yes, he did. God bless America. Curtis Sliwa, once again, an amazing, not good, an amazing appearance. Still lots more to do this oh, hour. I'll be cutting up all of Como for tomorrow's <laughs> program. Yeah. You know, we're all going to be talking oh, about yeah. it. Oh, no doubt about it. Bill O'Reilly's morning message and the man that follows me on this station every weekday, Mr. Fox News himself, Brian Kilmeade, all this hour, hour number two of the Wednesday version of New York's favorite talk show. That's me, sitting friends in the morning, Talk Radio 77, WABC. Is Sid and friends in the morning. 77 WABC. Boingo. I love Oingo Boingo. So, 
I'm putting it out there right now for the former governor, Andrew Cuomo, who's going to be on tonight at 8 o'clock. And I must say we've done a great job of promoting this, but him and John Katsimatidis, 8 o'clock tonight. I'm putting it out there right now. If the governor wants to call into the big show, this is the big show, not 8 o'clock tonight, okay? This is the big show. If he wants to call in and have a discussion with me and promote his own show tonight, he can do it. Anytime between now and 10 o'clock, Governor Cuomo, if you're listening, or your brother Chris, call in. And you and I can have a little discussion about some of the things you won't touch on tonight. Put that to rest. Get it out of the way. And then go on and do what you got to do. He won't do it, but the invitation is out there. Governor Cuomo. Because if you don't do this show, then John's got a great show. Katz and Cosby. Pete Sean Hannity does a great job. So we have great book end shows at this station with me and John. Great book end shows. But if you don't do this show, you've got no credibility in New York. None. Zero. I don't care what other show you do. They don't matter. They get twos and threes. Uh, I'm getting sevens, almost eights. 7.4 first week of March. You don't do this show, it doesn't matter. It's like days of Imus, you know that. You can do 9,000 shows in New York. I'm not comparing myself to Imus. Guy won five more conies. He's a Hall of Famer, God rest his soul. But I got news for you. As arrogant as it sounds, we're the closest thing there is right now. We are the closest thing there is. It almost sounded like a comparison. It was. Well, it is. It is. We're a variety show. We got the politicians. Anybody you wish, anybody listens to us. Program directors, general managers, and owners of other stations listen to us. Every politician in town, Democrat or Republican, whether it's Max Rose, Eric Adams, or Lee Zeldin, listens to us. Governor Cuomo listens to us. So if it sounded that way, it is. It's Sorry. Because it's true. It's true. <laughs> you don't do this show, you may as well not do radio in New York. Don't even bother doing it. 8 o'clock tonight, great. We'll have a nice audience. We'll get good ratings. But the listenership, 8 o'clock tonight compared to this, is like a pimple on Pete Morgan's ass. Huh. Ooh, hey, okay. Ooh. Yeah. Huh. You don't have any pimples on your ass, do you, by the way? I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, Sid will know if, if you do. <laughs> so the number is uh, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. The invitation is out there to Cuomo. Come promote your show tonight. Now I've got to open the lines. This is... Open the lines of what? The phone. I didn't open the lines. No, you, I opened the lines did. specifically for Cuomo. Yeah, but now i got to open all the other lines, and now oh, all these people are going to call. Ugh. This is aggravating. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Show ends at 10 o'clock, right? Yeah. What are you doing right now? I'm curious. Uh, I was eating my bagel. You're eating a bagel, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're sitting and eating your breakfast, which I haven't had yet, mind you, because okay? I'm hosting the show. You want me to get your bagel? No, that's no, fine. Okay. You're sitting eating your breakfast, and you're complaining mm. that you may have to do your job sometime in the next two hours. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
I'm doing my job, first of all. Eating a bagel. Well, no. <laughs> Leaning back like you're king I don't know who. <laughs> okay. King Akashverosh. I think, you, I think you might be taking it a step too far. But... All, all I'm doing is opening the phones for Andrew. Not for these dopey listeners. You know, I don't care what they think. Right. I don't care. So why don't you text him the guest line, then? Text who? The, what do you mean? What, what makes you think I've got Governor Cuomo's number? Well, I don't know. Text him. What do you think? What do you think? We're good buddies? No, Somebody here's what, got it. Uh, did you so, look at the picture of the Ranger game last night? Was Andrew Cuomo there? I didn't see him. Just text him. Like, I've got everybody's number. No, okay. Here, you're, oh, you're, you're right. right. No, me, no, you're right. You're right. You're let, right. Me, let me text Biden first. Then I'll get the Cuomo. Okay? You're right. No, no, now look at the phones. They're unblocked. Now look, look at all these calls coming in. What do they want? I'm not giving away tickets. Well, that's what I'm saying. The phone is only open for Andrew. <laughs> all right, well, try telling them. Yeah, try, try telling all these people. <laughs> well, you know what? Put some of these bastards on hold, and I will speak to them. How about that? Okay, when are you going to do that? That will work well. Yeah. They're going to be on hold for four hours. Listen, so, stupid, if you knew what you were doing, you'd be here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So last night, we're at the Ranger game. Me, Lou, Pete Morgan, Takapina. Did you know this? You'll love this, Pete. 24 years ago. Right. Long time already, 24 years. Yep. On, on this date, back in 1999, Wayne Gretzky scored his very last goal of his amazing career. 894 goals. And his last one came on this date, 24 years ago, in a 3-1 win over the Islanders, his last goal ever. Wow. Isn't that unbelievable? Want one more? Sure. Let's go back 41 years ago. Jeez. 41 years ago, Pete Morgan, on this date in 1982. Has to be something to do with the Final Four. Huge. Georgetown, led by Patrick Ewing, was leading North Carolina 62-61. Michael Jordan, bang. Bang. You nailed it. Michael Jordan, game-winning shot to give North Carolina the NCAA title. The 19-year-old North Carolina freshman... freshman. Yeah. Made a 16-foot jump shot with 15 seconds left to give the Tar Heels a 63-62 win. Michael Jordan. Who would have thought then? Who would have thought then? Yeah. The brand he is now. My God. Greatest player ever. Do you argue that? LeBron and all that? Or I think Jordan's the, the, the most competitive and the best, best winner, but you can't. We've talked about this before. Yeah. How do you, how do you not talk about Bill Russell with 11? Because he played with 19 Hall of Famers, and he wasn't—he was a great defensive player mm-hmm. and a great player, but he—he uh, he wouldn't have won of those championships he, without Howard Jackson. He, he, he had a, he had a great cast. Great cast, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, my son wants to put Kareem ahead of LeBron. Gaby goes Jordan one, Kareem two. Everybody hates LeBron in my house. We all hate LeBron, and now it's gotten personal. It's like for me, whether you like him or not, LeBron. The magnificent, I mean, physically the most dominant player ever. Jordan went from a guy that was sticking his tongue out and slam dunking the basketball to a guy taking jump shots because his body wasn't the same. LeBron is still physically dominant, and he's 100 years old. If LeBron wants to score 40 points tonight, no one can stop him. That's right. Nobody. No question. He is absolutely the second best player ever, if not the best. But our generation, we're uncomfortable putting anybody ahead of Jordan. I get that. But James has been an unbelievably magnificent player, better than these centers. He just has. I think. He's great. Yeah. No question. Yeah. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC.
So as you guys know, every morning when I'm done at 10 o'clock, the guy that takes over after me does a tremendous job. He really does. It's a great show. And, of course, I'm talking about Brian Kilmeade, not just here, 10 o'clock every weekday morning on 77 WABC, but also part of that great threesome, Fox and Friends on Fox News. And his show, One Nation on Fox News on Saturday nights, is great. I had a wonderful time there last Saturday, me and Jackie DeAngelis. And once again... Even on a night where FAU was playing to get to the Final Four, all kinds of huge sporting events going on at the same exact time. What happens, and this is a statistical fact, I am a guest on One Nation for Brian Kilmeade, and the ratings (laughs) through the roof. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah, we had good ratings uh, considering Trump speaking. uh, the the, The games are raging, one of the best tournaments ever. And uh, we're still hanging in there, so it's pretty cool. It's also the magic of Fox, too. Uh, Fox is the number one network overall. I mean, from the TBS to ESPN, it almost doubles everybody else. So, the, And I'm not saying it's because of uh, of me uh, at all. It would be just as successful without me, but they just created a juggernaut here. And I think you know why, Sid, to be honest. When you walk in the green room, were people nice? I mean, we, I mean, I mean, for the most part, they hire good, hardworking people. Oh no, they're they're all very, very nice, and they're all good, hardworking people. They're very respectful people. Whether uh, I join you on the radio Even side, yes, yes. Whether I join you on the radio side or the TV side, these people are absolutely lovely. I mean, there's a couple I don't really like, but I'm not going to get to that right now. You don't need that aggravation, right? Right. Sean Hannity. <laughs> yeah. No, I love Sean. I mean, Sean, Sean has been great okay. to me. Actually, uh, make sure. No, years and years ago, uh, in when I was uh, down in Florida trying to get back to New York, Sean put me on his radio show, and I was on for about 45 minutes, and it was a huge deal and helped me get back to New York. So I love Sean. I love all the primetime players. Tucker's great. Laura's great. You're my favorite, of course. I love Judge Janine. And for the most part, yes, Fox News is a juggernaut, and you, you do a spectacular job. Now, I want to get to uh, something happening on this station Later on tonight, and that is uh, 8 o'clock tonight, our mutual friend, John Katsimatidis, and the former governor, disgraced governor, here in New York, Andrew Cuomo, are going to team up and do a radio show together. Now, Cuomo was on last Friday, and to his credit, got very good ratings that night. So he's back now, five nights later, for a second run at in the third and final hour of Mark Levin. What are your thoughts on our radio station putting on Governor Andrew Cuomo? Uh, John Casamitidis uh, runs it. Um, he makes his decisions. He hosts it. So I'm I'm saying in my lane. Number two is a newsmaker's a newsmaker. So you know, what about Elliot Spitzer? I mean, could he be could you be more disgraced than that? I mean, look what he did. He was on CNN for about two years. You have um, you know, uh, Bill Clinton was on 60 Minutes debating Bob Dole. The guy was impeached uh, for uh, for having sex with an intern. So, I mean, basically, so if if uh, Governor Cuomo w- wants to start speaking publicly and uh, weigh in on what's going on politically, I, I it's not really up to me to to book anybody's show but my own. 
I agree with you, though, because he is a newsmaker. And you look at the front of today's New York Post, for example, and it's called Hasty, right? And Hasty wants no part of uh, the bail issue. He has no interest in uh, charter schools, even though the percentages weigh heavily uh, in favor of both of those things, and even discretion with, uh, with judges, where even Kathy Hochul is all about that. So when you look at the front of today's New York Post and Hasty, you go back to Cuomo because he spent all that time up in Albany, obviously. So he can speak on that later on tonight with Katzmatidis. That's a good thing. But what are your thoughts on, on Hasty? How stubborn is this guy? And why is he allowed to continue in power? No idea. It is such a disgrace. The same thing with that silver uh, of years ago, more powerful than the governor, stopped a stadium from being built here because he thought it would dissuade from rebuilding downtown by the World Trade Center. Uh, all he cared about was his left-wing constituents and finally end up in jail where he deserved. And I just think he hurt more people than you could possibly imagine. But, you know, with Governor Cuomo in particular, the thing that frustrates people is that he seemed to have just been able to get away with the nursing home thing, especially. Eventually, he's going to have to answer for that. That frustrates people here. So he's trying to rehab himself without answering tough questions from uh, uh, from the people that were affected most, the family members. I think that's what frustrates uh, people like Janice Dean, and I totally understand it. About Carl Hastie, this is just another example. When you know, if this is why people are leaving the state, because normal, like let's say, moderate to left wing Democrats are too conservative for the people in power, and this jail reform, this stopping charter schools that hurts minorities, uh, the bail reform, I should say, uh, the lack of crackdown, the continue to raise taxes, the vilifying the successful people. Uh, in this country, how how much you have to pay for so the, such so these tiny closet-like apartments, and nothing's ever done about it, and and that's what bothers people. And the, to have these arrogant, democratic elected people in heavily left-wing districts decide what's going to happen for people in Syracuse and in Mepham, you know, or in Hicksville, New York, <laughs> yeah. is maddening. That's what makes people want to pack up and just get out. No, that's true. Brian, uh, Brian Kilmeade here, of course, 10 o'clock after me every weekday morning, and people are still leaving, and they're still leaving in uh, in very big numbers, by the way. So last night, I made it to the Ranger game. I was at the Knicks game on Monday night with my wife and son, and saw the Knicks blow out the Rockets. I was back last night to watch the Rangers get a big win and blow out Columbus. We've had a Toronto on that Eastern Conference. And I went with uh, Lou Rafino, Pete Morgan, and my dear friend of 43 years, Brian Joseph Tacopina, who happens to be on every television show every day <laughs> since President Trump hired him a couple of weeks ago. And he said to me, when I walked into the garden. He said, do you believe that this grand jury again is going to wait a week, two weeks? And I think uh, every day that goes by that the grand jury does that, people are coming to the maybe the realization that Bragg has no case, there's nothing here, and eventually this thing is going to go away. What were your thoughts when you heard yesterday another postponement of the grand jury? Well, here's the deal. They brought in David Pecker. He's unable to seal the case. What, what more do you have to ask him? What more do you have to ask him? You already brought him in. How many times are you going to count uh, to talk to Michael Cohen? It turns out people like Joe will say that obviously they don't have the grand jury yet. So rather than just dismiss and move on, which is what you're supposed to do, even though you're a politically elected Democrat, you, you hold on to this. Why? My belief, they want to be second. They're waiting for somebody else to indict, whether it's Georgia, 
whether it's uh, this January 6th committee or whether it's the Mar-a-Lago investigation. They're waiting for one of the other four to go first, and then Alvin Bragg will say, count me in. Boom. Grand jury wants an indictment. And he'll feel like, I did what I have to do for the left. I won and filed, and I look strong, and I don't have the same scrutiny that Trump two weeks ago brilliantly put on him. But he's an abomination. He's an embarrassment. And it's just another example, like Chesa Bodine out in San Francisco, of a Soros-backed DA that put a million dollars into his campaign, that more and more people are turning around going, he is not out for us, he's out for him and the guy that put him there. And that's what I love about it. I just hope people understand that those elections matter, that the 80,000 people that show up is not okay. you got to show up and make sure, I don't care what party you're in, that people crack down on criminals. That's all. You just not, and not political vendettas. Right. You know, you just used the word uh, brilliant in describing something President Donald Trump did. He's not that far removed, Brian, from this huge rally. I mean, almost 20,000 people in Waco, Texas, on Saturday night. Rally number one of many leading up to the election in 2024. But listening to you two days ago, you were actually pretty critical, in fact, very critical, of President Trump. Share that with my audience. Never bring up January 6th. I don't care if you feel these people are overcharged. That's a separate issue. I don't care if you think there should have been more cops. That's a separate issue. You're 100% right. Some of these people are overcharged. But am I going to go to bat for a guy wearing a headdress and face paint and pretends he's a, a wolf and a Viking and sits in Nancy Pelosi's chair? Uh, are you kidding me? January 6th is not a good day for the president. It is a awful day for the president. If he had had actually just said, I'm, I'm upset about the way this went. I am sure I got more votes, typical Trump fashion, but uh, I'm going to tour uh, Joe Biden uh, on the uh, White House. I might show up at his inauguration. He would be at 73% approval rating. Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis wouldn't even think about being in this race, and he'd be coasting. They'd just go, look at my border policy. Look at my foreign policy. Look at my fiscal policy. Look at what I did with interest rates. Look what I did with the growth of this country. Look what I did with tax reform. He would be gliding to reelection. But for him to sit there and complain about 2020 again and talk about things that don't apply to the American people again is a colossal waste of time. And when you you could be in awe of somebody's talent, but when they get the ball in their hands, if they keep throwing it away, and you might like that person, you're going to say, listen, I'm going to have to make a trade because I'm losing games. And that's what, the, that's what uh, conservatives, moderates, independents are going to say. After a while, I can't watch these speeches where he complains and, make, and mocks Ron DeSantis to total silence. Mocking Ron DeSantis is not going to win him one more vote. So to me, it's it's a missed free throw over and over again. A wide open Odell Beckham in the end zone, and you throw it into the stands. How many times are you going to watch that? That's how I feel. You might love him, but he's got to complete the pass. He's got to get the job. People are tired of losing elections, and they're not going to go with a guy, even though they like him, that's going to sit there and rail about things that don't matter. And January 6th is not a good day for anybody, for Josh Hawley, others. If you talk to Michael Waltz, he broke a chair, uh, he broke a leg off a chair and was protecting four of the lawmakers, two of which were Democrats. He knows where the threat was. There were legitimate threats. If they got Nancy Pelosi, we're going to kill her. And no doubt about it, they got Mike Pence. He was going to, his life was in jeopardy. Why would you bring that up? 
I agree with you. That's why a couple of weeks ago when uh, Tucker Carlson was playing those tapes, and I get it, if Kevin McCarthy sent me tapes too, I would play them too. So I'm not killing Tucker for that. But the amount of people that thought he was exposing the Democrats in great TV, I found it to be very self-serving and nonsense because, again, if you're a Republican or a conservative or and a conservative, the last thing you ever want to do is bring up January 6th in any fashion because, like you said, that was a losing day for everyone, for the president, for Republicans, for Democrats since, for the country. Everybody lost on that day and since. Very well said, Sid, and I would add this. The January 6th trial hearings were an infomercial for anti-Trumpism. So I'm not praising Liz Cheney and Adam Kinsey. They let everybody down. I thought they, I actually thought, because I know both of them, they were going to balance it out and say, Nancy Pelosi, where were you when they told you to put National Guard out? Why didn't you play when he said, go over there peacefully and patriotically? Why didn't you attempt to tell both sides of it and let people make the judge and then find new information? Instead, you made everybody tune in and go, this is just another partisan affair. They might as well be two Democrats. So that was a huge swing and a miss. So I'm not praising that either. I'm sure you aren't. No, I was not. Listen, another great conversation. And really, I had a wonderful time on Saturday night. The show One Nation is great. Check it out at 8 p.m. Thank you. Thank you. And I wore an orange jacket for you, Brian. Did that work? Right. I would never wear that again uh, <laughs> unless you're at a Nick game and you want to somehow uh, be what, pretend you're one of the assistant coaches. Oh so, yeah. again, yeah. I, we had to overcome yeah. your fashion choices. I know. I know. And uh, I could wear it actually Thursday down in Miami for the Mets when they start their season. <laughs> but uh, this was a great conversation. You're great. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll do it again next week, pal. Have a great week. Continued success. Thanks, Sid. You got it. There he is. The great Brian Kilmeade follows me every morning at 10 a.m. here on WABC. Part of that great morning show on Fox News, Fox and Friends. And, folks, if you haven't seen it, you'll love it. His own show, One Nation, on Fox News, 8 p.m. on Saturday nights. We'll take a short break. More of New York's favorite talk show, Sid and Friends, in the morning right after this. Friends in the morning. But you say he's just a friend. Oh, you love this friend. 77 WABC. Chris Isaac, but True Blood is back on, you know. TBS is one of those stations. One of my favorite all-time HBO shows. I mean, everything lines up behind Sopranos, but I love Sex in the City. I didn't love Empire Boardwalk, thought it was overrated. Love Buscemi, but I did uh, love True Blood, and it's back on somewhere. Sookie. What is uh, that? Uh, Anna Pack. Anna Pack one. Yeah, she cool. And uh, Billy. I forgot his name in real life. But uh, it is bad, but that's not the song. It sounds like it. I want to do bad things to you. You know that song, oh, right? That, that's, yeah. that's, that's Jace. What's Who was that? Jace Everett. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, no, that's... Oh, this is uh, hour three of uh, New York's favorite talk show, Sitting Friends in the Morning, 806 New York City, or Hump Day Wednesday morning. And it's been great. Had a uh, terrific 
7 o'clock hour. Both Curtis Sliwa and Brian Kilmeade were great. Pete Morgan's been here all morning long. He's terrific. And, of course, uh, the crew with Lou and uh, Justin and Noam. Sans Macedonia Phil, who was uh, farmed out, trade earlier this week. Macedonia Phil got sent to the midday and uh, afternoon shows in exchange for... We got nothing, actually. Uh, well, we can, no, we got a we got a late round pick. We got a late round pick. A late round pick. Yeah. yeah. Who's that going to be? I mean, listen, we didn't get what we uh, ultimately thought we deserved for him. Yeah. But, uh, that's the business. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of these guys they get loyal to uh, whatever franchise they're a part of, and all of a sudden it goes poof because the money's elsewhere, man. The hell are you talking about? I have no idea. Who are we talking about? You know, tomorrow's opening day for the Mets and the Yankees. The Yankees will host the Giants. The Mets will host the Marlins. And I've been a Met fan forever, you know. But I was too young. I don't remember 1969 when Seaver won. My first baseball memory, I've shared this many times, I was six years old. The year was 1973. And I was sitting in a barber shop on Avenue U in Brooklyn. The guy's name was Joe. My dad loved it there. They had Russian masseuses and all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, Joe would have these uh, two big fat guys, like straight out of a Bronx tale, that would sit in one of the rooms in the barber shop, and they'd have a transistor radio, because back in 1973, transistor radios were a big deal. And I would come in with my daddy, and uh, they would give me a lollipop. as a six-year-old, the cute little Sidney Ferris Rosenberg. And I'd listen to the baseball game. So I was getting my hair cut, and I distinctly remember it was Bob Murphy, one of those guys, I don't know, it was Ralph Kiner. Back then it was Lindsey Nelson, I guess. And I remember Vita Blue was pitching for the Oakland A's, and Wayne Garrett was at the plate for the Mets. Now, the Mets got blown out that World Series. In fact, the only guy that really played well was Rusty Staub. That was it. They didn't win. But they got back, and you may remember Yogi Berra was the manager then. 69, it was Gil Hodges. So my first baseball memory, I was six. But the first Met that I really fell in love with, because I ended up loving guys like Dave Kingman, Len Randall. For a short time there, I was excited when the Mets got guys like Willie Montanez and Richie Hebner, way before the Strawberry and Gooden days. But the first Met I fell in love with was Lee Mazzilli. Great-looking guy, Italian kid, Brooklyn, New York, Lincoln High School, basket catch, all-star game, 1979. What did he do? Hit a home run off Texas closer Jim Kern. And then, with the game tied... Up against the enemy, Ron Guidry, Seattle Kingdome, Lee Mazzilli worked out a walk that forced in the game-winning run, and the NL won that All-Star game, 1979. I remember the game. Do you really? Yeah, because it was uh, Garagiola and uh, Tony Kubek. Yeah, as it was. Doing it, and Dave Parker made a throw oh, home to uh, to uh, Gary Carter. It was a bench or Carter? Uh, Carter, you're right. It was Carter. And I think Parker won the MVP of that game. Yeah. But, but Maz could have won it. Maz had a home run, walked in the winning yeah, run. He hit the, yeah, it went right over the right field fence. Yes. Sink. And we yeah. sucked back then, the Mets. We were terrible. All we really had was Mazzilli. Yeah, it was Greg Nettles got the hit. Oh, is actually. that right? Wow. That's amazing. I remember that. Unbelievable. And that got lost in it because Gradual's like, we may have a play at the plate, Parker, big hop. What and a, then Gary a great Carter arm. made an unbelievable Carter. block. He, wow. Like, the guy had no chance at all. I don't know who was trying to score. I forgot. Who would have known six years later the Mets in exchange for guys like Floyd Yeomans, Mike Fitzgerald, and Yubi Brooks would get the aforementioned great Gary Carter. But uh, my, my friend Mike Cave just texted me, and he says, Hey, Sid, hope all is going well and the family is good. 
wanted to see if we could get, oh, it's L.J. Mazzilli on the show to talk about his new podcast. Lee would come on, too. So father and son, Lee Mazzilli and his kid, I'm like, do you understand, Mike? I've had a 45-year crush on Lee Mazzilli. Of course he has to come on. Disturbing. I know. You know, another funny thing about that game, I remember when Ron Guidry was running in from the bullpen and he passed Greg Nettles. For that, was it he gave up the home run? Is that what he gave up? No, he, he walked Mazzilli. He walked Mazzilli. He, Greg Nettles, you know how he had his hands on his hips waiting for the pitching change, and Guidry runs by him and just says to him, I got nothing. I got nothing? Yes, he said, <laughs> I got nothing. Doesn't feel That's it. That's great. He was like, you know, he was in uh, cruise. Yeah. And, he, and Greg Nettles kind of smirked and laughed like, I, I really got nothing. Wow. You know, Guidry, he didn't say too much a lot. Very low-key. That is awesome. after the game, I remember hearing it. It's funny. I got nothing. Well, there you have it, folks. And maybe Mazzelli will come on. Mets and Marlins tomorrow, Yankees and Giants. The biggest news story today still remains. Well, the biggest news story today is former governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, coming up tonight at 8 on this station. I've asked everybody on the show already this morning, from Curtis Sliwa to Brian Kilmeade to Pete to Lou to Justin to know your thoughts on it. Pretty, um, the consensus is pretty overwhelming that everybody agrees, why not bring him on? You may hate the guy, and a lot of you do hate him, but um, usually when you hate somebody, you listen more. How do I know that? Me. (laughs) That was a very good one. Thank you. So Joe Biden spoke yesterday. He was in North Carolina talking about all kinds of nonsense. But look, he spoke two days ago. After that tragic shooting in Tennessee, where that person went in and murdered three kids under the age of 10, three teachers, six people died in all. I do not count the shooter as dead. I don't care. So as far as I'm concerned, six people and one monster died that day. But if you remember, right before Biden addressed the nation about another school shooting and jerked our chains with this mental masturbation about gun laws, he was actually talking about ice cream making a joke. Oh, I'm not kidding. He actually was joking about ice cream right before addressing the nation if the little kids were killed in a school shooting. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. So if you don't remember, uh, here it is. Where is this? Uh, this it's, uh, it's, we just took it from the other day. Yeah, so well, it's, it's the last cut, so 18. I have it. All right, give it to me. Cut 18. Biden joking around about ice cream before talking about another school shooting. Tragic in our nation. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. I think I'm kidding. I'm not. So obviously people took offense to that. We did. We played that right away yesterday. And uh, we didn't find it to be all that funny. Idiotic, not that funny. And certainly the guys on Fox News didn't find that to be all that funny, including my good friend Sean Hannity, 
He addressed it last night. Biden's terribly timed ice cream joke. Lou Rapino, this is cut number five. Sean Hannity, courtesy of Fox News. Are you as angry as I am after watching Joe Biden? He was coming out to give a speech about the shooting. And he thinks it's uh, comedy hour. And he's telling jokes. And the only reason I'm here is for ice cream. That really angered me. And I can only imagine the pain that that might have added to families that wanted to hear some sympathy from their president. He was asking his guest, Dan Bongino, if he was angry. And Dan's angry about everything, (laughs) to be honest. He was certainly angry. Here's uh, Dan Bongino answering Sean Hannity's question, courtesy of Fox News, Lou Rapino, cut number six. I mean, you have to keep in mind we're talking about a man with no human dignity whatsoever uh, who uses public position to sell access to nuclear-armed enemies of the United States. Uh, Again, do we really think he cares about cracking a joke while six coffins are being prepared? I mean, again, the, the guy has zero human dignity at all. He's a plagiarist. He's a liar. He's lied about every single, every single significant episode of his life, lied about getting arrested, going to see Mandela. But, again, none of that's the point. Uh, but, but no, I mean, no one really listens to Biden anyway. Even Democrats don't like him. What is it? Only 38 percent want him to run. Uh, the problem is he still has power. The presidency, regardless of how politically and uh, morally feckless you are, like Joe Biden, still has power. And Joe Biden, I want to be absolutely clear, is about to put you in danger. You, watching tonight. Joe Biden wants you disarmed to be sheep out there in a world full of wolves because some lunatic, some lunatic, she decided to go to a school and stick a gun in the face of three kids and three adults and kill them. And, 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 And for that, Joe Biden wants to abuse his power to make sure that you can't defend yourself against said wolves and that you become victims, too. So however dumb this guy is, and believe me, he sets records for the intelligence quotient lows in the White House. Forever stupid this guy is, he still has power to destroy your lives and put you in a really dangerous spot. Now, as all this is going on, there were some talks on Capitol Hill yesterday talking about another Joe Biden disaster. See, I'd love to get Cuomo in here to have him defend this because I know Cuomo likes him. So does Adams. They like Biden. Defend this. Defend what's going on at the border. Explain to me how this is Donald Trump's fault. Because all I know is Trump served for four years, and there were no issues. None. And the day that Biden took over, it opened like a dam broke. So Ted Cruz is on Capitol Hill yesterday hammering this Mayorkas who's got to be impeached. Removed, impeached, arrested. I don't care. Got to get rid of Mayorkas. So Cruz... Man, he put the hammer to Mayorkas. This is a cut number nine. Yesterday, Lewis, from Capitol Hill. How many migrants died in 2022? Um, uh, at our, uh, approaching our southern border? Uh, uh, yes. Precisely why we are seeking to exclude so you're, this can, Do you know the answer? Do you know how many died? I do not. You do not. Of course you don't. I know how many died. 853. That is 853. True. And by the way, here are the numbers that have died every year. You go back to 1998, you see it's consistently between 300 and 400, 304 to 300 400. Suddenly, 2021, what happens? You get in office, and that red line are dead bodies. I've been on the Rio Grande, and I've seen dead bodies floating there who've drowned because of your refusal to do your job. You don't even know how many have died. What do you say to the Texas farmers and ranchers who find pregnant ladies dead on their property, who find oh. toddlers dead on their property? What do you say to them? Oh, my God. Ted Cruz <laughs> is a, it's a heck of a job right there. Mayorkas has no answers because he's guilty of all of this. 
And I uh, remember the movie The Godfather when um, they go over to one of these guys, was it uh, Pantangelo? And um, they basically say, you know, we can do this, but you should do it yourself. Oh, yeah, that was uh, uh, right. Uh, uh, the Consiglia. What the heck? No, was it wasn't. The Consiglia was, was uh, Tom Hayden. Yeah, Tom oh, Hayden. Oh, Hayden said it to him. Hayden That's right. Said it That's to him. right. That's they, right. He That's meets right. him in the, uh, in the you know, his witness protection. Right. Correct. It was Pantangeli, Frank yeah. Pantangeli. There you go. And said, so, yeah, you know, everything will be okay. I think he was just worried about his brother still, too. His family, all who that. They brought back to Italy. Sure. So he killed himself. <laughs> and that's basically Ted Cruz made that Tom Hayden statement to my orcas yesterday in this cut, cut number 10. Mr. Secretary, I want to say to you right now, it is your behavior is disgraceful, and the deaths, the children assaulted, the children raped, they are at your feet, and if you had integrity, you would resign. And I will tell you, the men and women of the Border Patrol, they've never had a political leader undermine them. They despise you, Mr. Secretary, because you're willing to let children be raped to follow political orders. This is a crisis. It's a disgrace. And you won't even admit this human tragedy is a crisis. So now I've got the back and forth because eventually my orchestra comes back and he's yelling at Ted Cruz. But Ted Cruz could not care less, as you'll hear in this exchange, cut number 11. What the senator said was revolting. I'm not going to address it. Your refusal to do your job is revolting. <laughs> oh, oh smoke. Oh, oh, smoke. Wow. Ted Cruz oh. from way downtown. That was Dave Parker from right field. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. So John Kennedy, our buddy from Louisiana, he was on Fox yesterday. And uh, he always can make a really ugly situation like the border funny. And this Mayorkas, he can make it funny. He did it again yesterday. This is John Kennedy Lewis, cut number 12. Here's what I learned today. I learned today that uh, either Secretary Mayorkas believes in completely, completely open borders or he is not qualified to manage a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> a Chuck E. Cheese. So finally... We go back to Sean Hannity from Monday night when DJT, 45, President Trump was on, and he talked about how we, uh, he's giving up his great life. He has to run for president because the country is basically, as Howard Cosell would say, dead on arrival. Donald Trump. Cut number 13. I would say Donald J. Trump has a great life in, in Florida, in Mar-a-Lago, plays golf, has golf courses. You play with, I know people that have played with you, some of the most famous and best golfers of all time have yeah. played with you. Why, why give all that up to make this next run? Why? Because I think our country is dead. We're a failing nation, and I think we're going to fail completely. We're a nation in decline. I, say it during, I use the term. It's a horrible term. There it is, because the country is dead. We're a nation in decline. And why is that? Really very simple. Whether we talk about cities, states, or the federal government. Any one of these run by a Democrat is destined to fail. That's the fact. A lot more to do. Noam Layden, Peter King... John Katz and Matidis. Keep it right here, Wednesday.
Sid and Friends in the Morning. I think, uh, what was it, yesterday, the day before, was Blondie's birthday. This is from the movie American Gigolo with Richard Gere. Call me, 8.30 on your sunny. It's so nice to see the sun outside. Man, this has been like the dreariest. It hasn't been very cold. I get it. Not a lot of snow. In fact, no snow. But, like, every day is dreary and cloudy and gloomy. And to see sunshine, man, that makes a huge difference. We're alive. Feel great. Spring. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Tomorrow's baseball. And you're going to feel like it on Saturday when Justin's out there watching Johnny Brito pitch for the Yankees. Who? <laughs> yeah, well, that's on Sunday. Johnny Brito is scheduled to pitch. Okay. Johnny Burrito. And we're yeah. looking forward to it. Burrito. Yeah. Now he's stuffed with carnitas and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and lettuce. And some you're going tomato. Saturday, too, right? I'm, uh, I'm deciding today. I have to make a decision today. And who's pitching Saturday? Uh, Saturday, it should be. Not Cortez. No, it won't be Cortez. Cortez is going to go the fourth. Oh, uh, it'll be Clark Schmidt, man. Yeah, it'll be Clark Schmidt on Saturday. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah. Burrito looks like he's struggling a little, John. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Clark, yeah. Clark Schmidt's going to have to have a big year if the Yankees want to be successful. Oh, who's this now? Clark Schmidt. I believe that's true, yes. Mm. Yeah. John Sterling <laughs> and Susan Waldman are back again. Yes, the Yankee season in the hands of one... Clark Schmidt. <laughs> and Clark Schmidt has a, a real big oh. following. Uh, here's the two, too. That is hit deep to left field. Well, it is not. high. Oh. It is far. Oh, judges under it. He's got it. I miss John Sterling, actually. You know, a lot of times during these updates in the morning, now that we have baseball back, they use the Michael K sound. I like Michael K. Don't get me wrong. Very good. A good announcer for the Yankees. Oh, here it comes. Does a fine job on ESPN. I mean, he gets his ass kicked every day by Kevin Never, but that's funny. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. but you can't be playing K home runs when you got John Sterling in town saying things like, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. Give me one of his, uh, um, Giancarlo. Giancarlo. Then he just like gives his gives his attempt at Spanish. Right. My favorite thing is if he gets something wrong, a home run call, he will. If he's in another stadium, well, he's not anymore. But he goes, you know, the, the, the where we are seated right now, <laughs> yeah. the monitors have a glare coming yeah. off the he does do that, yeah. and, and I swear that was really out yeah. off the bat. Murphy but, did the I, same thing sometimes. I hate to tell you, like Dave Kingman, you know, his <laughs> long drive, long drive to left. Blah, 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 on his horse. And the shortstop makes the catch in the infield. <laughs> well, it's, not, it's about? not as easy to get the uh, the 880 audio. No, audio that, it's that's not? not? That's not readily available. Is that who does the Yankees? Yeah, 880, yeah. yeah. 
No, I don't even know. No, no the Mets no, are no, no, no. Mets are on eighty. The Yankees no, are on Mets the fan. Are on, Mets, are Mets are on eighty. Yeah. Oh, you know the Yankees. Okay. Yankees are on the fan. Fine. Whatever. Both Odyssey. Yes. Both Odyssey. And both very easy when you consider that Chris Oliveira, who runs all those stations, is my boy. Okay. So he, it's easy. And he'd be happy to give you the audio. So why don't you uh, sure. so reach out to Chris and just tell him that after every game. No, it, it, it's just, us. it's out there. Just get it. Okay. You, you know, Michael K's fine. Don't get me wrong. I like Mike, but he ain't no John Sterling. No, but those are the highlights that show up. You know, like you, if you, you go on Twitter, you search. Right. You so search. then you have, to, you have to take it an extra step and look for the next one. I know, oh, I know. God. It's a lot. That's the one that shows up. <laughs> you hear this? I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll save. I, I always remember Sterling calling the newsroom at FAN years ago, and I picked up L- uh, Lou. It's John Sterling. Um, <laughs> now, I have several errands to be running this afternoon. It is an off day. Could you please pass on to Mike and Chris to do an exceptionally good program today? I'll be listening. I have several things to attend to. Just like in his voice. That's funny. It was just great. Uh, John, I'll, I'll get yeah. right on that, John. When I lived in uh, Tenafly years ago, John lived in Tenafly. You know, also in Tenafly, the Bam Tino, Tino Martinez. He went to the place in Tenafly. Uh, Noam Layden lives pretty close to Tenafly. Yeah. You're a Jersey City guy, right? I am. All right. Yeah. Excited about the Yankees tomorrow? Uh, could care less, honestly. You're a Met fan? Yes. Oh, okay, good. Good, okay. When you love baseball, it's not a Yankee. I do fan. love baseball, just not the Yankees. All ah, right, good yeah. man. Like you more every day. The huh? look I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> I like, like you more every day. The, By the uh, way, the three-man team right. in the TV booth, not radio, of Gary Cohen, Keith Hernandez, and Ron Darling is far and away the best in Major League Baseball. I mean, far and away. Yankees, you put K in there. I don't care if you put Cohen or like a Singleton used to do it. Or who's the catcher from uh, Rockland County? Um, John Flaherty or something? Mm-hmm. or. David. Yeah, they got O'Neill too. They got Paul O'Neill. He's just okay. But he still does it from his house because he won't. Right. Who else do they have? But the best guy. They oh, they've got have... Derek Jeter. No, no, he's on no. Fox. Bri- uh, Brian uh, or uh, Jeff Nelson. Jeff Nelson. He's good. Well, he's he a is, psycho. He had, is uh, really good. Psycho. Actually. They had Cameron okay. Mabin too for a while. Cameron yeah, Mabin. That was give an abortion. Yeah, but... God, Cameron <laughs> Mabin. Please. <laughs> My God, Cameron, Cameron Mabin. Would you please go about and <laughs> no. tell Susan I'll be uh, yeah. speaking with her shortly. You know, Mike Dodino, who does the sports at this station. I like the kid a lot. I actually got him hired. I, I like him a lot. He's a very good sports guy. But he just said um, maybe the dumbest thing I've heard today, and I played Joe Biden cuts, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> I mean, this is beyond stupid. But this is, again, this young generation, they know about as much as sports as um, as Biden does. He says, Gary Cohen is overrated. Oh, jeez. Even me as a Yankee fan, Gary's great. He's the best yeah. in the business. He's it's really not even great. close. It's not even close. That booth is really good. Oh, my God. Uh, Noam, you only have a couple of minutes. I'm sorry. Pete Morgan wouldn't stop talking. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you want to get people angry about something, right, when they're discussing something? Make a list of something, of the 100 greatest things. So in this case, it is the 100 greatest TV theme songs of all time. All right. Okay. So obviously we don't have time to go through all 100. But last the- night at the Ranger game, they actually had some lady competing in that competition. Oh, that's she had to get five songs right to get I don't know some type of prize. She got them all. She, she got, got them all. all. Yeah, she five for five. Well, thousand dollars. So if you were picking the top ten, you would think some of these songs would be in the top ten. So many arguments about this top ten list. None of these songs make the top ten. Oh, I know way Glenn Miller plays. Right, you would think that'd be in the top ten. Got it. Top five. Maybe number one. Yes. Songs like us, we had it made. Those were the days. No. Yeah. 
So that doesn't make the top ten, which is kind of amazing. Yeah. But uh, the way they Rolling Stone put this list together is this song had to have a mood or explanation, and it had to somehow describe the TV show, right? So you would think this would make the top ten. Oh, Sopranos. Oh, yeah. yeah. That kind of gave you the mood of the song, of the show, yeah. right? Gun no. statement in here, woke up this morning. Not Gun. top ten. Not top ten. Neither's this song. Right? Some people might argue that song is one of the greater ones. You know, I happen to think, for what it's worth, that uh, Laverne and Shirley had uh, one of the great themes. Laverne and Shirley, not in the top 20. Not ne- in, really? Neither is this one. Hill Street Blues. No, no, this is Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. This didn't make it? Not in the top 20. Really? Yes. What the hell's in the top 20? One more, we're going to get to that. One more. This one I would think would be in the top 20. How could it not be? Hawaii Five O. The original was better with uh, Jack Ward. You know, I've seen the uh, the new Hawaii Five O, and I've seen the new uh, Magnum PI with that weird guy that replaced Tom Selleck. You know, they're both weird. I don't know. (laughs) Got to bring back Selleck. Take him off Blue Buds and put him back on. uh, you know, Magnum PI, but so what did make the top? 20? So well, we'll start with what's we don't have a lot of time, so I'll do the top five. All right, see if you agree with this. At number five, this is Rolling Stone's top five uh, theme songs of all time. It's a beautiful day in this. Mr. Rogers, number five. Weird guy. No, I don't think I should be there. Do you? Uh, uh, you know, I, was one of, I was one of those miserable kids who just wanted to step on his sneaker. I got this too white for me. Yeah. Number four. All right, number four. This is the one that's causing the most controversy by far. I was working hard at a New York job making dough, but it made me blue. Is this is crazy ex-girlfriend. This is what? Crazy ex-girlfriend. That's the name of the show? Yeah. Never heard of I've never heard of the show. <laughs> yeah. The song's bad. I've never heard of the show. How can yeah. be a top four? I agree. All right, so let's move on. Number three. Jesus. Oh, yeah, this is... Uh, Sanford and Son. Sanford. This is good. I like it. Elizabeth! I'm coming, Elizabeth! All right, we're getting closer. Who do you think, if you had to guess, would be in the number two spot? Number two is going to be... Mesh. Think, of, think of the greatest Ooh. of all time. The greatest of all time would be... Not, oh, Mesh. Somebody just said it. Mesh. Uh, well, no. Uh, Brady, it's a tie. I said the Brady Bunch. Brady yes. Bunch being one. Right, so yes, everybody knows sorry. this one. Nailed it, baby. Uh, yeah. But it was a tie with one you guys Let me ask you a question. Did you want to bang Alice, too, when you were a kid? Or is Alice, that a bit much? no, not Alice. No, okay. Sam was too tough. He was. He was the meat guy. Uh, number one. Well, number two, uh, it was a tie, Gilligan's Island. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Right? That, was, that good song told you everything you need to do about the best show before it got on. And then number one, see if you agree with the number one TV theme song of all time, according to Rolling Stone. I do love this song. I do love it. Yeah, I love it. Jefferson's. The great Sherman Helmsley, which of course came from all in the family. I'm okay with the Brady Bunch. I'm okay with the Jeffersons. I'm not saying that to be number one and two. I don't know, but yeah, I do like this song. You, Pete? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah great show. The winner. Great show. Right, nice job, Noam Lee. Once again, he's got his finger on the pulse, I'll tell you that. So we, uh, we're going to do this Tunnel to Towers thing, then talk to Pete King. That was fun, Noam. Thank you. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC.
Yeah, what did I say earlier? The Mets got blown out in 73. What am I thinking? Of course they didn't. Uh, I'm getting old. What can I tell you? I forget a lot of stuff these days. A lot of stuff. But here's what I haven't forgotten. John Katsimatidis coming in at 9.05. And he will be sitting alongside Governor Andrew Cuomo later on tonight for a special 8 p.m. show here on WABC. And if the ratings come back looking like Friday... Dan, tonight will be a successful show as well. He's uh, he's on every Wednesday at this time. I always say it in my lifetime. If God is good to me, I'll be 56 in April. They don't come better. The two best politicians, and not in this particular order, Giuliani and King. Of course, Homeland Security took care of Long Island for the better part of four decades and still does and is a dear friend of the Rosenberg family, the great Peter King. Good morning, Pete. Hey, Sid. How you doing? I'm, I'm all set for opening day. So the uh, Mets, the Yankees, uh, you know, I'm a New Yorker, but I'm really a Mets fan, so I'm really looking forward to this, this season. I think there's still some gaps they have to fill, but it's going to be an exciting season. You know, I was watching John Heyman yesterday, and uh, you know John, he's a great baseball writer, and uh, he's nervous about third base Escobar, who had a horrible spring, and he's nervous about DH. Those are the uh, the two spots in the order he talked about specifically. Any one spot, Peter, that you're really concerned about before tomorrow? Uh, I want to make sure the pitching holds up. You know, when you're starting off with two all-time greats, but they're both in their 40s, all you need is, you know, one uh, one muscle to go the wrong way. Yeah. Or any, you know, I mean, that's it. Listen, it's going to be great baseball. We won 101 games last year. I think the key to the whole team, and maybe I'm the minority in this, I think it's uh, Marte. When he got hurt at the end of August last year, the Mets were a different team in September. True. Now, his numbers are, you know, they're not colossal, but he's solid. He's one of those guys, when you need the hit, he's going to get it. Uh, when you need someone to be turned, you know, the base runner to be turned out from the outfield, he's going to do it. He just seems like a solid guy. But no, so I'm looking forward to it. The Mets, uh, now here we are. You know, some people think last year was a disappointment. You know, they won 101 games. I mean, it was a, what a year for the Mets. And the Yankees, listen, I'm, I go back to the, you know, the old Brooklyn Dodgers. They always hated the Yankees. Having said that, you know, what a dynasty they have. And, again, Yankee fans are complaining because the Yankees only won 99 games last year. <laughs> yeah. Well, with the God, playoffs, I, I mean, look, the Mets, well, first round, San Diego, they're right. gone. You win over 100 games. You expect at the very least to make the NLCS. And, by the way, this year, same thing. They're going 110 games. But if they get knocked out in the first round, it ain't yeah. going to go well. So, you know, Alonzo's going to put up big numbers. You know, Lindor's going to put up big numbers. But you're right. You just nailed it, Peter. It seems like the guy to steal this from Reggie that really stirred the drink. Sterling Marte was that guy. He got hurt. The Yankees were not the same. So, the other big story. I can just go off on one other point. Yes. A good friend of mine, Anthony Simon, he's head of the uh, uh, railway unions, especially the conductors. He called me last night just to tell me his conductors are being attacked on the train. They're being beat up. They're defenseless because they're walking down, collecting tickets, and people start hitting them. And there's no consequences in court. So, basically, he just asked me to put that in. These guys are getting beat up, and there's no consequences in the criminal courts. It's really <laughs> terrible. It's just another example of the revolving door of justice. But I told Anthony I mentioned he's a solid guy. He's a good guy. He looks like you. He's bald, he's strong, and he's tough. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he's experiencing what everybody is. And you look at the cover mm-hmm. of today's New York Post, Peter King, and there's the picture of Carl Hasty, the Assemblyman Speaker out of that Democrat District 83 in the Bronx, who refuses to do anything about bail. Charter school is a whole other story. That, too, makes no sense. But refuses to do anything about bail, even though the minorities, the people who are getting attacked in those communities, they're the ones who want to see reform. He couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. 
Yeah, that's you know the real irony in all this. Somehow, if you're calling to change the bail reform, if you're talking to give the cops the powers they need, somehow that makes you a racist. The fact is the people who are being hurt the most by this are the people living in the inner cities. Listen, the crime affects everyone, but no more. No one gets hurt more than people living in the inner cities. In many cases, minority uh, uh, people because of economics and everything else. The fact is, like when Giuliani come in and followed by Bloomberg, you had before that you had 2,000 murders a year. Oh, probably 75, 80 percent, if not more, of those who were being killed were minorities. So that when that 2,000 went to 300, that means at least 1,500 members of the minority community each year were alive and are still alive because of the police methods that we use, which stop crime before we committed. You know, it's great to get guns off the street. It's great to lock people up after the fact. But the fact is, stop them before they commit the crime. Because if you lock somebody up for committing a murder, that means the murder's been done. If you can lock him up before he commits the murder, not only is the bad guy in jail, but somebody else is alive. You know, the buck stops in Albany, though, whether it's Stewart Cousins or Hasty or Hochul. We've had these conversations a billion times. And that brings us... To tonight's special program, John Katsimatidis will join me in about 15 minutes. And there's a lot of talk about Andrew Cuomo co-hosting or hosting his second show in less than a week here on WABC. Again, very anecdotal. The folks that I talk to don't like it. I'm all for it. I don't care. Listen, let, let the guy speak. My issue becomes don't be talking about gun control when you really, really haven't been honest about nursing homes and or the bail reform issue, that's my only issue. Bring him on, let him talk about anything he wants, but he's got to talk about one, if not both, of those major Cuomo issues. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Listen, personally, I had a pretty good relationship with Andrew Cuomo. We worked very closely together uh, uh, during Sandy to get the money that New York needed. We had a lot of meetings. We spoke endlessly. Uh, having said that, I had some real differences with him, especially when he really veered to the left uh, in, 19, in 2019, 2020. During the George Floyd riots, he was saying he was proud to stand with the protesters. Oh, please. You know, our cops are getting Molotov cocktails thrown at them and everything else. Having said that, on balance, listen, he's a, a strong governor. Uh, and uh, if, if he was there today, if he came back today, and he was the Cuomo of his first term, where he governed from the center before he veered off to the left. Uh, and he, let's face it, he's, he's a real force. I mean, everyone says that it's trite by now. There's no way that Court of Appeals Judge LaSalle would have been turned down if, you know, Andrew Cuomo, the governor, he's a tough guy, he's a strong guy. Uh, sometimes he needlessly picked fights with people. He and I had some, you know, some heated arguments over the phone at different times. But having said that, uh, he was a presence, and uh, I think it's good to have him back on. Listen, I thought he got a bad rap. I, again, I don't know all the details. You know, I, I read those cases against him. Uh, to me, uh, that did not warrant removing uh, an elected governor no, from office. No, no, no. Uh, you know, was, that, was, uh, that was arresting Al Capone on taxes. When he committed murder, that was arresting O.J. Simpson on memorabilia when he committed a double homicide. That whole thing with the women, that was, hey, 18,000 people died in nursing homes and there's a bail reform. You have to pay somehow. So we're going to do this. But I agree with you that 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 part of his of his issue, I believe, was mostly nonsense. Yeah. And he was responsible for the bail reform. Those he was the governor. And I was right through. And I knew even some Democratic state senators. As I recall, he put that in the state budget where it was either take it or leave it. It was not part of any extensive debate. It was it was in there. He was, again, veering to the left on that, and he was actually proud of it at the time. So, no, he does own that. He's got to explain But he doesn't why own that. He, doesn't, he doesn't, and then he comes off disingenuous. If he's critical of Kathy Hochul in any respect, how can he be critical of Kathy if, in fact, like you just said, and I've said also, he's the architect of that thing. 
You got to you got to take you got to take accountability for that. No, he has to address that tonight. And again, you can't just criticize Hoko, even uh, criticize Hasty or what's uh, uh, Stuart Parsons. You gotta you have to say again you know, how how do we get this done? Yeah. And to me, uh, yeah, he has a forum. Eric Adams has a forum. You have a forum. Put the pressure on Governor Hoko. It's not enough for her to say she's going in the room and she's fighting for it. She's got to get it done. I mean, listen, we have yeah. strong governors, a history of strong governors. Franklin Roosevelt, Al Smith, F, uh, uh, Nelson Rockefeller. I mean, go through the wall. Mario Cuomo, Hugh Carey, George Pataki. These guys got things done. And David Patterson was the most probably decent guy we ever had as governor. So it's, uh, Kathy Hoko has got to get the job done. She's the governor. And use whatever power she has. Just uh, shut the state down for 10 years. Do it. we got to get the cops able to do their job, and when they do the job, they can't have judges being denied the right to keep these bad guys in jail. I do think, with about 90 seconds to go, that uh, a lot of these topics we're talking about he will not he will not talk about tonight. Uh, the gun issue he will because of this horrible tragedy in Nashville. He's going to make the argument that uh, got to get guns off the streets and guns and guns and guns and guns, when, of course, there's like 400 million guns on the street. And getting guns off the street is not only stupid, it's impractical. And as I've been saying for days and years on this show, guns don't shoot themselves. And in almost every one of these cases, the people that are firing these guns, whether it's Uvalde, whether it's Sandy Hook, whether it's Parkland or this animal two days ago, these people are crazy. They're angry. They're depressed. They're on medication. Those are the people firing the guns. Those are the folks you have to worry about. Uh, Taking 400 million guns off the street is just stupid. Well, actually, you know, getting your handguns out of the, out of the tough communities helps. But That's fine. Is, yeah, fine. Good. But again, you know, the cops know who have them. Let the cops go in and take them, and don't put, you know, don't tie their hands. Also, the fact is, let these guys know though, if they get caught with guns, they're really going to go to jail. Now it's a revolving door. Right. Also, listen, I don't want to hurt your ego. I know you think you're a big shot and all that, <laughs> but I heard you say you don't have Andrew Cuomo's cell phone number. I do, but I'm not going to give it to you. Okay, fair enough. Well, I do too. I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> Another amazing appearance of the absolute best, buddy. I love you. Thank you so much. Okay, Chef. Let's go, Mets. Let's go, Mets. There he is. I love that guy. I really, really genuinely love Pete King. Give me some Pete King, baby. Next guy coming up I love, too, happens to be the owner and operator of the station. And the man who will be sitting next to Andrew Cuomo later on tonight will talk to John Katsimatidis coming up at 9.05. Informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Let me take you down, cause I'm going to Strawberry discussed a lot of topics on this show today and that great back and forth between Ted Cruz and Mayorkas about the border on Capitol Hill yesterday. Joe Biden's stupid joke about ice cream before talking about dead kids with 
uh, both Sean Hannity and uh, Dan Bongino took him to task for yesterday. We talked uh, about the city, Carl Heasty, the cover of the New York Post. We've done a ton of sports today. Yankees and Giants open the season tomorrow. Mets and Marlins open the season tomorrow. We're at the Ranger game last night. Me, Pete Lowe, and the guys. Nick game the night before. But the one constant theme from 6 a.m. until now on this show today has been a special program coming your way tonight, second special program in the last five days at 8 p.m., which co-stars former Governor Andrew Cuomo. Now, tonight, Cuomo did it Friday. Tonight, our main man, John Katsimatidis, host of both terrific shows, Cats and Cosby, 5 p.m. weekdays, and the Cats Roundtable, 8 a.m. Sundays, is going to sit in with Andrew. So you get Cats and Cuomo. That's how that works. It's a good alliteration, like Cats and Cosby. Yeah, absolutely. Cats and Cuomo. So here he is, owner, operator, most importantly, like my father, dear friend, the great John Katsimatidis. John, good morning, pal. How are you? Sid, I love your music that you play. And, thank you. And uh, thank you for doing such a great job thank you. on WABC and being part of the team that has propelled this station up to the, well, how does Larry Kudlow say it? The solar system. The solar system, yes. And uh, it, it, WABC stands, uh, the joke we tell at 5 o'clock, and it's not really a joke because it's really the truth. We stand for truth justice in the American way. Yes. And the one thing I do say at 5 o'clock, I don't believe in extreme left. I don't believe in extreme right. And all of a sudden, uh, we put Andrew Cuomo on, Governor Cuomo, who is one smart guy, uh, and we put him on, and there's there's people that are upset. <laughs> and I don't understand why we're upset. Yeah. First of all, um, Mark Levin was upset. Why is he upset? I don't know. The our contract that we have uh, with the, on that show with the old owners, Cumulus, right. was we have the right to put on specials. And right now, there is something going on in New York. There's a new budget due April 1st. We're going to decide the fate of New York on April 1st with the budget. Are we going to have a New York with law and order, or are we going to have recklessness like we've had the past two years. People don't want to ride the subways. They're scared. A lot of them. A woman was uh, from PBS this morning was punched in the face yeah, I saw that. for no reason. Yeah. And what we want is the New York we all love. And I've said to the Governor Hochul and I've said it to, to everybody in Albany. You know what I said? For whom do the bells toll? The 20 million New Yorkers that want to have a normal New York, that want to walk around our city, that want to walk around our state and be safe, or the 3,000 violent criminals, the violent criminals. I don't care about bail reform for the guy that stole a loaf of bread. <laughs> they steal a loaf of bread. They're hungry. I can understand Even that. from your own store, even from Christine's. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> right. But what we need is law and order. And we've had Governor Cuomo on because he deserves a voice. You know, I believe everybody deserves a voice. He was governor of the of the state of New York for a long time. His father was governor of the state of New York for 12 years. The Cuomo family has dedicated themselves yeah. to New York. They deserve a voice. Listen, uh, uh, I'm not going to shut agree. them out. Uh, listen, we're on record this morning. Starting at 6 a.m., I've asked everybody here, John, from Pete to Lou to Justin to know, we all agree he should be on. 
We all agree he'll be a fascinating listen. But, but, if you're concerned about crime in this city, and you are, there's nothing phony about this. This is not John Katsimatidis being overdramatic. He can live anywhere in the world. He lives here in New York City, okay? You really are concerned. Andrew Cuomo was the architect of that bill, which Kathy Hochul hasn't changed and is destroying this city. So you have to understand that the listeners are upset if Cuomo now becomes, he's disingenuous if he's critical of Hochul because he did this bill in the first place and he needs, he has a responsibility to the listeners and New Yorkers to say, this is what I did, maybe I made a mistake, maybe I didn't make a mistake, but to just not address it, he's doing himself and the listeners in New York, in my opinion, John Katsimatidis, a huge disservice. Last Friday night was... Governor Cuomo, take one. Take one. Tonight is Governor Cuomo, take two. Right. And I cannot guarantee what he's going to say. Right, I know that. Uh, But I have recommended to him as his friend that he should address certain subjects that made him look bad. Right. And uh, uh, let me tell you, uh, I got together over the weekend on Saturday. We get together with a bunch of friends. Uh, and, and, and kibitz on a, on a Saturday morning. Kibitz, great uh, word. Uh, you like that too short, <laughs> kibitz? Job, yeah. And, and, and you, you know what? Even my hard Republican friend said, we, you know, we, we don't dislike Cuomo, but he was tough, and he became, he was tough when he had to be tough. And he was tough when he had to be tough. And the, my recommendation to Governor Hochul and nobody said anything bad about Governor Hochul. But there's common-sense Democrats in the state assembly and common-sense Democrats in the, in the state Senate. And they have to have the courage to stand up against the bizarre. Yeah. The bizarro. Remember the bizarro comics? <laughs> yes. The yeah. bizarro people that want to, to – to, I don't want to lose our city. And I don't want to lose our well, state. The guy on the front page of the New York Post today, to your point, John, is Carl Hasty. He's the state assemblyman. He's the speaker out of the Bronx, of course. He doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't care how you feel about crime. There's a lot of African-American well, fa- charter schools. Hey, I'd like Governor Cuomo to stand up against him. Me too. And, and say enough is enough. New Yorkers deserve to be safe. We pay the highest taxes in the world. I'm not complaining about taxes. You know what I'm complaining about? I want my kids to be safe walking around. You want your kids to be safe walking in the subways. And, and that's what it's all about. But don't you think, look, you and I are both friends with Eric, uh, the mayor, Eric Adams. We're both, we like him. And we support him. Oh, support him 100%. Because he wants New Yorkers so, to be safe. 100%. And, and, and we don't want uh, Albany to, to tie him up not right. to be safe. So don't, but don't you think it would be better for guys like Adams, who does want New York to be safe, we both know that, or Cuomo, to come out and be more critical of some of these Democrats, and they just don't well, do it. Well, let's see what happens tonight. Okay. So, you know, I'm asking everybody to tune in uh, because uh, I think Andrew Cuomo has a lot of common sense. And do we agree with him on everything? No, no. 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 What, what did Ed Koch used to say? Mayor Koch. He used to say, if you agree with me on everything, you're crazy. <laughs> but if you That's agree, true, by the way. But, but if you agree with me on 70% of the things, yeah. you're my friend. Is that what he said? 
That's Mayor Cox's wow. famous I statement. loved him, by the way. And that's what I yeah. believe in. Yeah. And I believe that everybody should have the right to speak. Now, I got Mark Levin, our 6 to 9 o'clock show. Yeah. He's all upset. He's, he's yelling, screaming, hollering, criticizing me. Why? We have the right to do it under our contract. No, he's there's doing, a, there's no, an emergency. No, we're allowed. There's but, an emergency going on of course. With, with the budget doing Albany. Yeah. And we're allowed to do of it course. under the, uh, that, that, uh, that uh, contract. And by the way, not only are we allowed to and do it. And I try it, to be nice to him. I because, know. look, he is a nice man. He gets crazy. Uh, but, right. uh, uh, you know, and he uh, he's a good broadcaster. And... Uh, uh, he does a good job. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's got to stay calm sometimes. Uh, he, he gets crazy. And look, we're allowed to do it. And for what it's worth, Cuomo got really good ratings on Friday night. Oh, that's our game. To that's the solar our game. system. I know. So, but why Levin is upset is because well, he I hates Cuomo. Janet, I got he hates Democrats. upset, and yeah. I, I feel bad. She lost a couple of relatives yeah. uh, to, uh, uh, to the pandemic. And we all lost a lot of friends. We all lost a lot of friends. So, uh, I, 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 Janice Dean is a decent person. Good person. And a good person, and she does a great job. Uh, but, uh, and, and I understand because on Sunday <laughs> was the anniversary of her uh, in laws dying. Oh, I didn't even know that. Wow. Uh, so yeah. uh, I can yeah. understand. And I offered her time on, the, on our shows, and I said, Janice, if you want time, you have it. The same thing with Mark Levin. I, you know, I said we gave notice to uh, uh, Cumulus, who who does the networking for Mark Levin, uh, and uh, is that wait, is that Cumulus or Westwood One? Westwood One was a subsidiary Cumulus. Gotcha, got it. Right. So I think it's still uh, it's yeah. still Cumulus, yeah. And uh, you know, and I understand uh, Emily, our lawyer, was trying to contact them uh, for two weeks, and guess what? Didn't even answer. Didn't even answer. Didn't and care. Look, we want what's right for New York. WABC stands for what's right with all Americans. All Americans. Hey, listen. I don't care your color. I don't care your race. I don't. We want what's right because that's the way America has been. The poop is in the pudding. When you took over this station, you were number 23. Now, look. 28. 28. Now, we discuss some very polarizing topics, and you've got a station, John, that is heavily to the right in a city and a state that is blue, and yet we still get great ratings, which says whatever you're doing, this is a testament to you and Margo, whatever you're doing is genius, and it's working. And whether it means Eric Adams coming on with Sid, Andrew Cuomo coming on with John, or any one of these folks. Listen, somebody offered me Hakeem Jeffries for next week. And um, Hakeem, I know for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge Hakeem fan. Again, but I if don't he vote Democrat. You should have him on. Exactly right. And I wouldn't say no. And look, I've and had, if Cuomo wants I've to come had, out with me, I'm not going to say no. I had uh, I had Senator Schumer on many times. I, you know, I, I believe everybody should have the right to speak. And WABC is not the people extreme right. Right. We're not extreme left. We're people that deserve to, to listen to everybody and let our listeners decide how they feel. Yeah. And I talked to Curtis about uh, Anthony Weiner. We gave him a second chance. And I think Curtis and Anthony Weiner get along very well now. They do. And actually, Anthony Weiner is getting pretty good ratings on a Saturday, which uh, which is, again, that's, that's the Maybe name of the, the game. double O's ratings. Yeah, I mean, that's the name. You know, people go to me, but Sid, I know the ratings are good. 
But aren't you sort of selling out? I go, what do you mean? What does that mean? Giving a give a chance of hey, you don't. I'm not saying you have to vote for Andrew Cuomo. Right. I'm not saying you have to vote for Anthony Weiner. But I think you have. We we should we listen to them at least. Right, and then hate them. That's fine. Or love them. That's fine too. But I listen. was on the board of the New School, and uh, and uh, what was the name? Bob Kerry. Oh, Bob was a Kerry. chancellor, sure, a sure. former, uh, and that's an extreme left school. Yeah, yeah. And they invited Tom Rich, the Homeland Security guy, mm-hmm. he had a new book to speak. And there was a couple of kids in the audience, just a couple. There were maybe 30, 40 people in the audience, just two kids that wouldn't let him speak. They were doing blow horns. Oh, boy. But. But that's what our universities are about. Yeah, I know. Listen to both sides. And, you know, it's funny you say that because I'm watching Chad Lopez and, by the way, the lovely Emily Panko looks great, nice pink. Uh, this is uh, high school interns. They all look very handsome. And look how well We have a high school interns from Farrell High School in Staten Island. Okay. And they're going to be working on weekends, some of them, and learning more about the major leagues. No kidding. Yes. So all these kids here are going to be working this summer. And they're going to get a taste of exactly what we do here, which is... With WABC being the most major station on the east coast of of, uh, of the United States of America. Yeah. And don't forget our signal at night. You hear in Georgia. When, Absolutely. When Mark Levin is on, it goes from Canada yeah. all the way to Miami and northern Europe. It's huge. It's, it's huge. huge. Yeah. So when you see your ratings... Those ratings that Nielsen puts out are only the ratings for the tri-state area. That's it. We're That's even it. bigger. We're even it's, bigger. It's even bigger. Even bigger. So do you think, I know you don't know the answer to this, do you think Andrew Cuomo will run again for some political office? You Let me guess. tell you something. I, I know the Cuomo family a long time. I know Andrew a long time. And he is a, bit, a little bit taken back in the way he was treated and how a lot of people uh, that were his friends. Stabbed him in the back. Two in particular, well, Kathy Hochul and Letitia James well, both stabbed him did, in the back. Did, 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 what, what did Caesar say? At two. Uh, well, wait, <laughs> Caesar said, Brutus, and you too? Exactly. And, and, you know, and I think he's upset about that. And, yeah. and he deserves to be heard. That's it. That's what, the way I feel. He deserves to be heard. Mark Levin deserves to be heard. I have nothing against him. And uh, I love the fact you brought up Janice Dean, too. And Janice really Dean, nice I feel nice bad she lost, yeah. she lost yeah. two relatives. Yeah. But uh, we're going to find out the truth. The same way we're finding out the truth now about what really happened January 6th. It is mind-boggling on my last night's show that you don't, we don't know the whole truth. Well, Mike Pence. We will find out the whole you've, truth. You've gotten close with Mike Pence. He was here uh, last week. The vice week. president was sitting right here yeah. in his office. And I, and right I here inter- in the studio. And just a month ago, I interviewed him here. I met him, too, at your office. Yes. So he's been here twice now over the last month. And he claims his life was in danger and it was much worse than Donald uh, makes it sound. I don't know how you feel about well, that. Uh, there's tapes now. The tapes have come through that some of the Capitol Police... And the plainclothes Capitol Police was on my show last night. We're letting people in yes. and waving them in. We were talking about the 300 shows. people arrested. I don't remember. Yeah. 300? Yeah. yeah. 300. Only one had a gun. This is no insurrection. <laughs> you need an insurrection is you need guns. Right. One guy had a gun. That's right. mean, you know, yeah. and the yeah. Capitol Police had 100 guns. I know. I and mean, then, you, and you then, know, look, the Ameri- I'm tired of the American people being, what's the right word? Conned. Yeah. We are being conned by our politicians. I believe 
that American people deserve to know the truth, and that's what WABC does. We tell the truth, and we and we seek out the truth, Sid. And you do it uh, every day in great fashion, 5 p.m. every weeknight, Cats and Cosby, 8 a.m. every Sunday morning. Great show. Best guest list in the country, the Cats Roundtable, and a special WABC show coming up later on tonight at 8 p.m. My man, John Katz with former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, only right here on WABC. Very exciting. Thank you, Sid. Thank you. Great job, John Katz Check him out at 5 o'clock tonight and 8 o'clock tonight for John and Governor Cuomo. We'll take a short break. More to do on the Wednesday edition of New York's number one morning show, Sid and Friends in the Morning, Talk Radio 77. WABC. Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. Psychedelic furs. John Katzimatidis just sent me this. This is sad news. Bob Ingram passed away today. A very dear friend of John's. Had one of the biggest Porsche car collections in the world. Uh, Robert Ingram in Durham, North Carolina, died today. Uh, God rest your soul. Bob, we need a contestant for Sid's Take, brought to you by the man sitting to my left, the great Pete Morgan, peerless boilers, tankless water eaters, 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And I'm going to do five minutes, just five, and I'll do this often. I very rarely do it because the truth is the phone callers are terrible. Not good, not bad, terrible. And I did it for years at FAN, and I hated it. But I'll do it now. Being that Cuomo has become such a huge story today, I asked everybody about it. Peter King, Brian Kilmeade, Katz Matidis just did a great segment on Cuomo. All of you guys I asked, Peter, Lewis, Justin, and Noam, uh, will you be listening tonight when Cuomo is on? Whether you like him, hate him, will you be listening? And I think most of you will be. You may lie and say no. And that's okay. We have no way to prove it. So uh, give us your thoughts on the special 8 o'clock show tonight, Cuomo and Katz. Katz and Cuomo, 1-800-848-9222. While they're doing that, uh, Lou, please uh, shut the thank you. Man, it got uh, sunny in here today, which I like. I was just complaining about how dreary and gloomy the winter has been. So it's nice to uh, just put them on hold. Don't have a long conversation, Justin. I got three minutes to say, hey, Paul, I'm putting you on the air. That's it. I'm going to stop picking these things up cold. All right? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do this. Can't, you can't talk for a minute and a half to one guy. Uh, Paul 
is on line one. Paul, what's going on? Paul wants to play the game. So he gave uh, out the number for the, the people oh, call okay. for the game, and people are calling for this. So All now right. that's why I have to ask them what they're calling for. Now look no, we're going to pick him up, Cole. Pick up line three there, Lou. Go ahead. Hello, you're on with us, Sid. Good morning. All right, hold on. All right, hold on. Hold on. What's your name? Hello. You're on. Yeah, hello. Yeah, hey, how are you? What's going on? Uh, a lot going on. How are you? Are you calling about the game or Andrew Cuomo? Oh, Andrew Cuomo's a piece of crap. Let's get this game on the road there, Sid, and no cheating. All right, so this guy wants to play the game. He claims I'm cheating, which, of course, I'm not. That's okay. Well, you get hints from no, your I buddy. No, I don't get any hints. I'm in a, I'm in, I'm in a, I'm in a, in a <laughs> studio. I'm compl- There's not even any. i got to talk to Curtis for, like, another five minutes, which is. Right, so put uh, this guy on hold. See, I don't know who's calling for the game of a Cuomo now, so I guess that was my mistake. Right, uh, Pete? Yeah. You and John had a nice little conversation. I know you guys. You guys are pretty good John's friends. The, huh? John's the best. He's he's created great quite an environment. How for long you guys have you known here. him for? Did you know him before? I did not. No, no. Oh, because you guys no. get along with like your your buddies. Well, he's in the you know he's in the uh, energy business. So oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So Peerless Boilers and his energy business. Do you guys actually do stuff together? Or? Well, little bits. We, little we bits. probably will do more. Oh, really? Sure. You know, there's a company I'm doing. It's called Wazens. Lisa yeah. Orban's company. And they put this, uh, I don't know what it is, device, I guess, on your boiler. Uh, I think it goes on the boiler. Water heaters. Yeah, the water heater. And when there's an issue with water like I had at my house, Mm -hmm. it automatically rings your mobile so you know before you have to move out like I did for five months. Right, yeah. And uh, I I heard these people and you guys may end up um, sleeping together in some. some, Uh, Who knows? You never know. You never know, bro. Yeah, you're tight-lipped about these things. Well. You're like Andrew Cuomo about get bail reform. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just no missed, what did you guys just talk about? Who's sleeping with? What? Uh, was. Oh, was. You know, I was really happy, too, that John brought up Janice Dean because she goes crazy. I mean, Friday, uh, Friday when she found out that Cuomo was coming on, not only did she savage Katsimatidis, but she went after me and Rita Cosby and tweeted, tweeted, I'm never going on Sid and Rita's show again. So I texted Janice. I said, baby, sweetheart. This is not my decision. Now, mind you, mind you, I would put Cuomo on the air knowing that Janice would get upset because I keep hoping that she understands that even though she's been through it and all of us are really sensitive to Janice. I mean, John just brought up unprovoked. I didn't bring up Janice Dean. And he, and he knew the date. And he knew the date they the date. died. That's how much he knows. Right. He clearly cares. Claire's, of course. And, and we love Janice. We're friends for 20-plus years. Well, she is coming from the world passionate. And I get it. Of and that's why I don't get angry with her. But she also has to understand that the rest of the world is still going on while we're trying to figure out what's going to happen with this. And, you know, if, if Andrew Cuomo, for example... Is gonna wants to come on this show. The first thing I think about is Janice Dean. I don't want to think about that because I love Janice. I don't want to hurt her feelings, but my programming shouldn't be decided by Janice Dean. Does that make sense? Well, you, you, you absolutely it makes sense. What you're, I'm, I'm, I could try to reverse it. Maybe like let's say Fox, the guy that you can't stand, the Daily News writer. Uh, okay. 
Oh, yeah, Chris Somerville. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also can't stand Neil Cavuto. Okay, but yeah. it's not even close to the same range. That guy just attacks you. Yeah, okay. Somerville. Okay. Yeah. And I'll say Fox put him on and put him on this discussion on the, in the morning, and Kilmeade's talking to him and yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Now, would you call up Janet and say, you're never coming no. on? Yeah, no. You put that idiot on. No, I wouldn't do that. Me. Okay. Yeah, now, no. it's not the same ballpark. I mean, Cuomo No, you're right. Him. And, and her parents, her in-laws died a lot more serious. Right. This is but, much ser- it's serious. But, but I got to tell you something. Even if somebody did die, I wouldn't call somebody up. Now, if they were sitting there butting up with the guy and telling him how great he is, that's not going to happen here. Right. That's not the issue. I'm not going to be disrespectful. Right. I'm not going to give him the old, oh, you got blood on your hands. I hate that and stuff. And you're going to bring up those subjects anyway that right. Dennis is concerned about. And then he's going to either talk his way out of it. Or bury a bigger hole. Either way, it's on him. It's not on me. And it's brought out, and people can hear him right. and talk about it. But I don't want to hear from John. Oh, John is never going to talk to you guys. I mean, come on, man. You know what I'm saying, Peter? I, mean, I do, absolutely. Too much. No. I mean, are you going to be mad at me if I bring Cuomo on? No. All right. I think it's great to have other opinions. I've been, you so know, do I. You know, I've been talking Even about this they're for wrong. 25 years. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You need to be exposed. We need to be a little bit more tolerant and hear what other people have to say. Now, I disagree with 99% of the stuff that this guy's going to ever say. Right. I right? do. But that's okay. But it gets you an other, another side so you can make right. an even better informed decision on how crazy Agreed. some people are. So we got to take a break now, all these Cuomo folks. We're going to play the game quickly. Pete Morgan's going to host the game. Mike in New Jersey is today's contestant. And then on the way out, I'll take some of these Cuomo calls. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Boy. Now. It's time for Sid's Take. Sid's Take! Sid's Take, yeah! Good luck! It's Sid's Take. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. All right, here, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play him in here, our host for today's game, the great Pete Morgan, because. Your Wednesday Hump Day edition, which came first Wednesday edition of the Peerless Boilers Sid's Take Trivia Game, is indeed sponsored by Peerless Boilers, Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you because, Pete, they're uh, the world's best-built boilers. There you go. Is that right? Fantastic. How about it? All right, Mike, from New Jersey, how are you, bro? Good. How are you? I'm great. You ready? Yeah, I was born ready. boy. Okay, here we go. Number one, which came first? The U.S. withdrew from Vietnam, or Jimmy Connors wins his first of eight Grand Slam tennis titles at the Australian Open? Vietnam. Spectacular. Attaboy. 1973, Connors won the Australian in 74. Number two, John Lennon is murdered, or Team USA beat the Soviets in the Miracle on Ice? Uh, I think John Lennon. Wait, wait, what? No. No. February of 80 in the Olympics. And then Lennon was the end of that year, December, that that infamous uh, awful night. Okay. One and one. Number three. Will Clyde Frazier is born or World War II officially ends? Mm, Um, World War II? Clyde was born in March. The war ended in September. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Number four. Very Come on. Let's get a second one here. You get two, you got a good shot to beat Sid. The Cold War ends or the Giants won Super Bowl 25? 
Cold War ends. Cold War ended in December of 91, but the Giants won earlier that year in February of 91. Damn. Yeah. All right. Come on. You still got a shot here. Number five, tying in with Noam's Nuggets earlier. Gilligan's Island premiered or the Flintstones premiered? Which came first, the Flintstones or Gilligan's Island? Oh, yes, Flintstones. Okay, two and three. That's excellent. Let's go, Sid. Let's go, Sid. Mike from New Jersey got two. You right? Yep. Did a nice job. This this game is okay. You should. Uh, they'll be tight. You ready? A hard game. I like this game. Okay, yes, here we right. go. Here we go. Which came first? The U.S. withdrew from Vietnam. Or your old buddy Jimmy Connors won his first of eight Grand Slam tennis titles at the Australian Open. Oh, I don't remember the Australian. I mean, uh, Jimmy, which came first? I'm going to take a guess. I don't really know. I'm going to say Vietnam. Spectacular. Oh, boy. I can't tell you. That was in 73. Oh, 73. Connors won Australian 74. Okay, got it. Okay, number two. This terrible event, John Lennon is murdered. Yeah. Or this wonderful event. Team USA beats the Soviets in the Miracle on Ice. Olympics. Uh, USA. That was like January or February of 1980, and Lennon was murdered outside the Dakota in December. Monday night football, the Patriots and the Dolphins. John Lennon, dead on arrival. Howard Kessel. Yeah. Okay, number three for the win. Walt Clyde Frazier is born, or or World War II officially ended. Oh, my God. I just saw uh, a picture here of uh, my see this uh, me and Walt uh, Monday yeah, night. Yeah, the other night. Sure. I didn't, no, I didn't uh, post it yet. But uh, you see that? That's me and Frazier. Monday yeah. night against the Rockets. And the sad thing is that your your sport coat's a lot more <laughs> wacky than his. <laughs> no. uh, Walt or World War Two? I'm going to go Walt, World War Two. Didn't know. Yeah, Clyde was born in March of '45. The war officially ended in September. Wow. Okay, number four. Cold War ends. Or the Giants won Super Bowl twenty-five. Oh, Giants! Spectacular! Yeah, Come on. Right, there you go. Uh, Super Bowl twenty-five, of course, was the victory over the Buffalo Bills. O.J. Anderson, your MVP, should have been Thurman Thomas. Wide right. The Gulf War. Scott Norwood. That's right. So no. three out of four. All right, you're good so far. You got you got the win, but a bonus number five, tying in with Noam's Nuggets. All right. Gilligan's Island premiered, or. Your favorite show, The Flintstones premiere. Oh, my God. That is my favorite show. Gilligan's Island or The Flintstones. That is a tough. I'm going to go with Flintstones. Four and one. Oh, down. All right. There it is. Final score, Sid four. Fight from New Jersey, two. Uh, Excellent job uh, by Justin Ellick writing today's game. A spectacular job. By Mr. Peerless Boilers, Pete Morgan, for hosting today's game. We'll come back, take a couple of Cuomo phone calls, and wrap things up. Another great Wednesday edition of Sid and Friends in the Morning, right here in New York City. It's Sid's Take, sponsored by Peerless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Our life together is so precious. Together we have grown. 
we have grown Although our love is still special Let's take a chance and fly away Somewhere alone John Lennon who was uh, one of the names in our game today. Got about four minutes to grab these calls. you got to talk quick. I can't go on for three minutes here. Go to Arlene, line eight, talking about the Cats and Cuomo show tonight. Good morning, Arlene. How are you? Good morning, Sid. I love your show. Thank you. So this is a very personal topic to me because my mom died alone in a sorry. nursing home after Governor, thank you, after Governor Cuomo issued that mandate. I just want to say one thing about what Mr. Casamitidi said today, why people are upset. Take it from a family member. It's not about, about difference of opinion. It's about what he always says, truth, justice, and the American way. The significance of the date that Cuomo was on that show was that it was of the it was the eve of March twenty fifth, twenty twenty. That's the date that he that he mandated that all those COVID positive, positive hospital patients go into nursing homes. So he's going to talk tonight about critical questions. Here's what I would have to say, Cuomo. Cuomo. He has to man up. He has to answer why did he issue that March twenty fifth order placing all these innocent people in harm's way, and what does he have to say? about his administration hiding the numbers, as Melissa DeRosa admitted, so that he could write his book on leadership. This, this to Mr. Casamitidis, is why people are yeah. upset. No, I, I, and I get it, Pauline. I think you uh, you said it very well, very articulate. I don't think he's going to do that tonight. I don't know. I, 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 you have to understand, when I tell you I don't know, I, I, I promise you I don't know. I know for a fact they're going to talk about school shootings. Like we saw in Tennessee, they'll talk about guns. You know how Cuomo's going to, what he's going to say, oh, the guns, the guns, the guns, the guns, the guns. You're going to talk about crazy, which is the real issue. to talk about guns. That's what Democrats do. I can't promise he's going to do any of that. Now, now, John would like him to do that. Sid would like him to do that. But we're not mandating him what to say. Talk about mandates. So we can't guarantee any of that. I bet against it, but hopefully I'm wrong. Gail on Staten Island, line seven. Good morning, Gail. Good morning, Sid. Listen. We listen to Governor Cuomo with his condescending news briefs every day during COVID. He asked for help and equipment, and Donald Trump set the USNS comfort. Three weeks later, our governor said he didn't need it. We did need it as hospitals were overcrowded. I believe in second chances, but I also believe in apology. It takes strength for that. And his bail reform, he should have taken it on a case-and-case basis. And you know what? We also had to watch him and his brother on a re- terrible TV station joke about co- COVID with a big um, yeah, the COVID yeah. test while people yeah. were dying, similar to what our president did the other day while children were dead. And, uh, and also, uh, John Castamatidis, I have to tell you, you put together the greatest radio station, informative and truth in the United States that also reaches overseas. And I got to tell you, I'm just a longtime listener. And, Sid, I am a good caller. I called you a mensch, and I also spoke to your former. I remember. I remember. You are a great caller, yes. And, well, and, a, and, and you smart. Said most of your callers are crazy. No, 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 not most of them. No, not most of them. There's a, uh, unfortunately, too high a percentage, Gail, to be honest. But you are a great caller. You're very smart. And just like the last call, Arlene, what you just said, uh, articulate on the money, 
And you're a terrific lady. Thank you. And uh, they're both right. You know, look, I, I don't know Andrew that well. I, I don't know him. I'm not going to attack him. Why would I do that? I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I like most people. That's how I am. And, and you know, I, like I said, if he wanted to come on this show, I'd put him on. But he would have to address some of these uh, issues, like both ladies just talked about, bail reform and uh, the nursing home disaster. Just address it. I tell you, once he addresses it, no matter what he says, some people are still going to hate his guts. Janice Dean is never going to forgive him, no matter what he says. So what? At least, at least you can you can get up in the morning and say, "Hey, this was the case. I presented it. They may hate me, but to just not mention it, to just stay away from it, that is where it comes off cowardly. Not that he's a coward. I'm not saying that. But if he does the show tonight and he's talking about guns and Nashville and doesn't mention anything about New York and doesn't get somewhat tough on Hochul or Heastie or Stewart Cousins or Albany in general." Then that's taking the cowardly way out. That's just my opinion. Absolutely. But I don't dislike the guy. I, I mean, I don't know him. I don't dislike him. I don't know him. You know? You love his brother, though. <laughs> I don't even know Chris that well, to be honest. I, I think that was a whole bunch of uh, fun stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know. So I know you. I love you. You were great today. Did Thanks. you have fun? Oh, yeah. Last night today, good good stuff. Good stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Then you have to go back to your, your, your boring, peerless boiler life after this. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Selling boilers. Plenty of, plenty of Japanese bo- people in Ohio. Plenty of boiler stuff last night. And that's <laughs> week, we had a lot, yeah. a lot of if last people. night was boring, oh, I'll take that. All people, I'll yeah. Take it. By the way, it was great seeing your beautiful daughter, Spencer. Oh, Spencer's night. the best. Good kid. Yeah. Both your, uh, Corey, great. you have a great family, so yeah. I love you. I'll Thank go, you. We'll see Maureen later, and she'll give me a hard time, I'm sure. But hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. the bagels. I love you. Lou Rufino, great job today. Justin Ellick is always terrific job. No. Layden, all of our guests. Great show tomorrow, folks. Not going to want to miss this one. Judge Napolitano, Mayor Eric Adams, Bill O'Reilly, the head coach of FAU Basketball, Dusty May. All that comes your way tomorrow. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.